Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. It's time for another Bendis tape, so I hope you're going to enjoy it. Brian Bendis and I getting together. Uh, we talk about the New York Comic Con because uh, this was recorded a few weeks ago, and uh, some things happened along with the death of Stan Lee that uh, we just felt it wasn't right to put it out uh, last week. So uh, we are putting it out this week, but uh, great information about Action Comics and Superman and the Jinx World books and uh, more details about uh, Brian's new initiative with Young Justice and all the other ancillary titles that are surrounding that and just fun stories. So it's a great time to talk again with Brian for a brand new Bendis Tapes right here on Word Balloon. Word Balloon is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you very much, League, for your support. It's Thanksgiving week, uh, an appropriate time to thank you for your patronage via Patreon. Uh, it's a big help. Uh, Word Balloon is here and free. Will, it will always be free. But uh, with your subscriptions, um, you are helping me get to conventions and uh, make those connections for interesting conversations. You know I've been putting a lot more programming than uh, usual here at Word Balloon in the last few months, and that's because I have that time and the backing from the League of Word Balloon listeners. So if you'd like to help the cause out, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash wordballoon or the front page ad of Patreon right there at wordballoon.com. But thank you very much, as always, for your support, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also sponsored by Aftershock Comics. They've been shaking things up at your local comic shop and are doing it right now. Great hit series. Marguerite Bennett and Raphael De La Tour have animosity. There's the Lollipop Kids from Aiden and Adam Glass and Diego Yapur. A Walk Through Hell by Garth Ennis and Gordon Suzuka. As well as uh, Baby Teeth. The new hardcover coming out from Donnie Cates and Gary Brown collecting the first 10 issues. That will be in shops on December 5th. There's the series Beyonders by Paul Jenkins and Wesley St. Clair. And Aftershock's first original graphic novel, Witchhammer, a great book from Cullen Bunn and Dalibor Talek. That will be in comic shops on December 19th. We'll have more information on Witchhammer because we'll be talking to Cullen Bunn in the days ahead. But in the meantime, you can check out full story descriptions, preview pages, and the diamond codes on these books to order through your local shop at AftershockComics.com. All right, without further ado, let's uh, get into another Bendis Tapes. Man, I hope that we get a chance to record another one in December. We were talking about it because uh, Brian's going to have some house guests and uh, we uh, will try and put something out. Now, you're not going to hear any conversation about the passing of Stan Lee because, again, we recorded this a couple weeks ago. Brian and, um, and uh, I forget the name of the artist right now, darn it, uh, in the New York Times Sunday section, Brian did uh, a great one-page comic uh, talking about some of his uh, fun moments with Stan. And there are moments that we've covered here on Word Balloon. And I even for a second thought about putting together a clip show of some of those great moments. But you know something? You can go back, look through the archive. There are other great people like Danny Fingeroff who had uh, great conversations about Stan, working with Stan on his biography. And of course, years at Marvel as well. Dan Slott, always great conversations about Stan. But uh, that's why you won't hear any uh, tribute from Brian regarding the passing of Stan, because, again, uh, we recorded this a, a few weeks ago, right after or I should say right before Action Comics 5 came out. And uh, Brian, let me look at that. And that was that very emotional issue with uh, Superman and Lois talking about the status of their relationship and what's going on with John. Man, we've seen preview pages. John's going to come back a little older and angry, just like in classic soap opera tradition. I always love when they would do that. They'd have a kid on a soap opera. They'd send him to summer camp or whatever, and he was 12 years old. The next time you saw him, he was 18. 
It always made me laugh. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how John Kent uh, ages in in the months ahead. But uh, really excited about this conversation, as always, with Brian. Uh, We got uh, some quality time hanging out in New York, face-to-face, which is so rare and always appreciated. So uh, enjoy this next new Bendis Tapes on Word Balloon. This is my first um, podcast with you in the new house. I yes. like that. Yes, indeed. Uh, and my last house. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, exactly. All right, here we are. Welcome again. Another Bendis Tapes. Hello. It's time for Brian Bendis' podcast. I love uh, I love doing this and taking a back, back seat to the man as we have another great conversation about uh, what's going on. In, uh, I was delighted when you posted the, the numbers that we had the number one show of the year uh, last year. This year. And, yeah, this yeah, year. This year. I, I, you know, we've been doing this a long time, so it was lovely to see so many people tuning in. And then it occurred to me that uh, I had to die, almost die three times and change careers completely to almost tie Tom King. <laughs> so that was fun. But I did it anyway. <laughs> well, actually, your first Back from the Dead podcast is still the winner by a good 10,000 of oh, both of those conversations. Well, that, well th- thank, thank you for you to the morbid 10,000 who literally yes. only wanted to hear about me <laughs> suffering in the hospital. Thank you. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. It, it actually, you know, we're, we're, we're just coming um, from New York Comic Con where you and I had a really good time. Yeah, we did. And, um, it, you know, that, that, that really is when, you know, There'll be days where I'm I'm literally signing for hours on end and it's just people talking about like whatever their medical issues were or whatever. So it's been really like an emotional healing thing to like to talk to people about. I've never had that before with people. So it's 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 nice to hug people who've survived stuff and, you know, connect. Yeah. Well, and, really- and I never put two and two together and. People who listen to the podcast I do with Art Baltazar and Franco mm-hmm. know I, I didn't realize you both had the same kind of MRSA infection. He had it on his leg. Yeah, and, and may I say one of the very few people who comes to me and tells me a, a, a story with MRSA with a happy ending. It's, yeah. if, 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 if there's one thing that's a little bit much, it's, it's how many people come up to talk to me about who in their life passed away from it. And, you know, after a while, it's like it's like so much I can like emotionally take it's it's, you know, because it's like how many times do you need to be reminded a day how close you came. But um, uh, but that's a a selfish moment. People are really trying to um, share like 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 this, the the craziness that there are just infections in the world right now that there is no cure for. You know what I mean? They're, they're people just keeling over. It's hard to talk about. I know it bums people out when I mention it, so I'll, 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 we'll move on. But yeah. so, yeah, it's weird to come up to a showman at a show who does what I do for a living. And our only connection is that we're friends with you. <laughs> like, well, I don't know him other than we know, like, we both love you, right? Well, so, yeah. <laughs> we come up and, and, and we both had uh, uh, an infection that almost killed us. I don't think you're the thing that caused the infection <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it out loud. <laughs> I wasn't sitting on your face. So they, son, was so was no. that what he was trying to say to me? Because he came up to me at <laughs> master class and like he showed me where he had the MRSA, and I'm, and then and then uh, and then he, he mentioned you muttering, and I went, "Oh yeah, maybe that's what he's trying to say." <laughs> yeah, I am. I am the carrier. I am patient zero. You know, you're like Gwyneth Paltrow in Contagion. 
or uh, uh, David Hedison, I think. No, not David. Something like that in uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies, the first one. He's the airline wow. pilot. He's the well, carrier. my reference was from this decade, so you probably didn't get it. You're right. Okay. <laughs> nice. I didn't see Contagion, I have to confess. It's actually a very good Steven Soderbergh movie, and if you don't particularly care for Gwyneth Paltrow and want to blame her for all of society failing, it's a really good movie. <laughs> and you could pretend like it's Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop killed us. <laughs> see, now – Totally works on that level. I love her as Pepper Potts, but – I do too. I love her in a lot of things, but, but you know. But Sky Captain, you know, unfortunately – She's kind of one of the things that holds Sky Captain back. <laughs> Let's be honest. Watch it again. Nothing holds it together. Anyway. <laughs> so I, saw I actually saw it for 10 minutes recently. It's on It's on like HBO now, like every five minutes for some reason, because that's okay. what they do. Sure. And uh, yeah, g- give it a give it a gander. I may. You know, I give, I, it, a, give it a quick look. It's a woo. And, it, and it's referencing stuff I love. <laughs> and it's. Uh, it's, I want to see. I want to oh, see, well. see the Irve Villachez movie on HBO. Now that we're mentioning HBO, real fast. Sure. That, that Dinklage did, and also uh, I won't deny Phantom Thread. I got to watch uh, Daniel Day Lou. Dan Day Lou. I I didn't I didn't get through that movie. I tried. Interesting. I All right. Couldn't good to know. It. And, and it very well may be. Remember, I just survived a near death experience, <laughs> and that movie tests your patience. And I was like three weeks out of the hospital when I put that in. And it's a lot of the sound of like silk being worked on, like, you know, and it's like after about 20 minutes of it, I go, yeah, you know what? Life's a miracle. I got to move on. <laughs> and I love the filmmakers. I love them. But it, I may, I'll have to give it another shot now that I've calmed down a little yeah, bit. We'll see. We'll see. So, and I can appreciate Dude, I, I have trouble and don't have a lot of patience for films. It's an hour or a, a half hour. And that's good enough for me. And I got to get back to work. You know how it is. No, no, yeah, and also it's it's we're we're at an age where we we've seen a lot, and I need to, I need to be seeing something I haven't seen before, or be shown something that's being done excellently. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I need a John Wick excellent movie of if, if it's a genre picture, or I I need just to see something I haven't seen before. I'm with you. you. Yeah, 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 you know, we're we're just we're just there, and it's cool. You get to sift through, and every once in a while, you'll find something really really special you haven't seen before. So very cool. Yeah, now, but okay. back to New York. Yes, because I know a lot of things happened. Yes, we went all the way to anyway. Well, it was a uh, quick. It was a quick tangent, but no, I was going to get back to New York because yeah, a lot of cool things uh, that you participated I must say, in. Over the weekend. I did. I, I tweeted that I thought that New York Comic Con was one of the best shows I'd ever been to. Uh, the energy was quite amazing. Again, I have a kind of a weird bubble that I'm in, uh, but but you know, you a lot of energy comes at you. From from where we're standing, and you can kind of tell when wh- wh- how things are going. It really felt great. Agreed. Yeah, to me. yeah. Uh, people seem to be really having a good time. No, and again, they moved they moved a bunch of stuff. They they had been moving stuff off site anyway, a few panels and things like that. But also, I think truly, a lot of the anime stuff uh, and manga stuff was off site. And I'm sorry, it's nothing against the the manga fans. It's just that there, there were just too many people ever since they merged those two shows. And it's it it became unpleasant, frankly, trying to get around. And this year, for the longest time, was you know a good a good situation, and it was easy to get around. So yeah, and I wonder if it uh, if, if it eclipsed San Diego this year. I know that I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. I like all those people and all that, but it it, it seemed larger than San Diego, uh, and uh, so it, and and it was like a 
you know, 250,000 people. I mean, where, where does it become the thing, you know? Yeah, but I also – I know that number is also them tapping people in, tapping people out. If you left for events at um, Madison Square Garden and came back, you were counted twice – Stuff I like that. I count if you walked by me on the street that that includes my appearance, people. Like you, <laughs> like like people I like the, when I went to Dwayne Reed to buy something that counts. sure, yep, it all counts. I know anyway. that Dwayne Reed. <laughs> the anyway. the uh, what was I going to tell you the oh I finally you know I had never gone to Midtown Comics until that weekend really well, oh, I great. just never had time or when I did it was closed. So I on on Saturday before I got to the show because the the subway wasn't running between Times Square and uh, Javits, I'm like, ah, hey, you know something, I'll you know I was gonna walk anyway, and I'm like, oh, I'm right here. What the hell? So I went there, and I also went to that great uh, bookstore that has nothing but plays. That's oh, also on Fortieth yes. Street. Yeah, yeah, I love that place. Yeah, I work them online all the time. Yeah, so that uh, was okay. fun. But back to you because I know uh, one big day you had. You spent a lot of time with Frank Miller, didn't you? Yeah, and I was going to say you made me think, but years oh, sure. ago, me and me and Matt Fraxon would come to New York for the Marvel retreats. Would mm-hmm. be around this show as well. Sure. And um, uh, you know, we would go to Kim's Video and the Zigfield Theater, and all those places are gone, man. I know I sound like a, like a, like an old timer, but this is like they were gone from like four years ago. Like, this yeah. Is, so it's a bummer. Like these these this New York Renaissance we used to have, you can't really have anymore. But yeah, this is a crazy show. Um, a, it was my first time back in New York since uh, I left Marvel. So it's yeah. like my first time like being like having dinner with Joe and I ended up, you know, be, ended up at CB's house with a bunch of friends. I, you know, I, I posted some pictures from there, too. So like right away, it became like a reunion and it wasn't like I, I planned dinner with Joe and I planned to find CB sometime around there. But right away, it became like this big a reunion, like, like, you know, and emotional because, you know, so much has happened. Sure. But, but, but me and Joe had like a, like a barn burner of a dinner. It was great. And then just literally down the street, Alex was with CB and Jen Grunwald, two, you know, previous editors of powers. And, um, and they said, come out, come over. And when I went over, it was, uh, Jason Aaron and Jonathan Hickman and Scotty Young. <laughs> and, and we just sat all night and Esad uh, was there. And, oh, cool. And then we ended up going back to CB's house and we just talked the night away. And I don't know what I thought was going to happen in New York, like after all of this craziness, but it was like so magical and lovely, you know, and we got to all catch up really, really fast. And, you know, just like everything was like back to where it was by the end of the night. And then it was off to the convention. It was crazy. That's great. And And the next day, I'm, I'm, they asked me to, um, do the DC masterclass and, um, you know, I posted some articles about it. There was some press there, but I, when I was asked to do it, didn't have a full understanding of what it totally was, but it was like teaching. And I thought it was just for like the up and coming younger creators and interns. And I was like, yeah, of course I will. And, and I said, yes, like months ago. And then like last, like the Friday before the show, they sent me like the RSVP list of who RSVP to come to the class. And it was like 85 names and it was all like, 
like uh, Marv Wolfman and Claus Jansen and Brian Azzarello. It was like all like like all the like either peers or my heroes, and I didn't understand. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? What am I doing here? And like they're like, oh yeah, finally someone's gonna teach Marv how to write. Is that what's going on? Like that's ridiculous. So, but I was so grateful for it because I like the night before, like I I'd asked Jim to to there's two parts to the class um there's the first half which is kind of like a like a panel so i asked him like to do the panel with me okay uh and like last year grant morrison did it and did it with dan didio and they showed me the video of it and and it was it was a good conversation and i was like oh i i I knew that me and jim could have a really good conversation i knew uh, like some stuff about where we are creatively that would be an interesting conversation to have regardless and um and so and then the second half is a Q&A and it's just me. So the first half blew by. It was like an it was like an hour and a half and it was just me and Jim talking and it felt like it was over in like 5 seconds. Almost like it was almost confusing it went by so fast. And then the and then the second half was this one of the great experiences. It was a Q&A and it was like, you know, peers and uh, up and coming creators and real, real legends, like sitting around just really talking about craft and stuff we never get to talk about. And, I, and the reason I was telling you, I was so happy they sent me the RSVP list after I, I, I was over my Marv Wolfman flop sweats. I said, oh, I know what to talk to, to, to this group about, right? And instead of talking about like all the things that worked, I did, you know, we've talked about this in the past on the show, when you watch Inside the Actor Studio, and they skip over the failures. Yes. You know, and I yes. go, I, you know, like with Steven Spielberg, they'll like spend 10 minutes on E.T. and then skip to Saving Private Ryan. And you're like, oh, no, talk about Always. And 1941. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, see, I don't, I don't think 1941 is a failure. Well, I love but, 1941, uh, too, but we're in the minority. But go on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but talk about, yeah, why, why, that movie is loud and crazy. Why, why did you do that, right? <laughs> so I, I would, uh, so, so. I, I literally, I was sitting in my hotel room and I go, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about my complete failures, my complete shit to bed, never talk about in public because, because you don't want to even ruin the experience for the reader. Like the kind of stuff, like, like I could bitch all day and then ruin the book for the reader. Right. And that's not fair. <laughs> so right? if, did Flaxen come up? Ah, so, <laughs> no, see, that, that's the easy stuff too. Like everyone talks about their first failures. I'm talking about, oh, you know, you know better and you fucked it up. Okay. Right? You, and, uh, and, and I, I mentioned something I fucked up right in the middle of one of those moments where I was getting an, an immense amount of positive attention for something else. Right? And I was almost getting a pass for the thing I fucked up. Right? Okay. And, 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 and it's happened to some people. And, and you know when you're getting a little bit of a pass and you're like, I, you could beat me up for this. I, I fucked this up. So I, I talked about it at great length. But what was great about it is I, I, I sat forward and I said, I'm going to talk about my biggest fuck up. And you could see about six or seven people just because of the way the, the auditorium was, was set up. Yeah. Like some classrooms, you could just see everybody. Yeah. I could see like six or seven people like Tom King like sat up and, ooh, what? Oh, we're talking about failures? Like, ooh, I'm all in. <laughs> like you could all see them lean forward and I was like – I felt like, oh, good. I, that, that was a good choice. So so that was in a very emotional, intense day. And that was when – that was Thursday and the show hadn't even started yet. That's what I heard. Or Wednesday, right? Wasn't it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Was yeah, yeah. All right. Now, wait. You're not going to say the failure? 
You know what? I'm not because I'll tell you off the air. It, it's because okay. no, it's a book that some people like, and right. I've had actors like shit on a movie so hard they ruined how much I liked the movie. But I didn't hear from them that they didn't appreciate the creative experience. I enjoyed it. So I've learned, you know what? They, someone spent like a couple bucks on this. Why didn't you leave them alone? All right. And also I get fan mail about it all the time. So, hey, shut up. <laughs> so definitely not flat. You know what I mean? Go on. Yes. And, and to be fair, there's other things that I think are masterpieces that everybody fucking hates. So there's, there's the equal. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to press you, but all right. Ah, uh, you could guess. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, the only thing, well, the uh, other thing. Interesting that you went right to Flaxen, you son of a bitch. Well, Jeez. because because that was an old joke when we first started talking. Because <laughs> I, I know you know, and I and I remember sadly, Jim, Jimmy Perv here remember the Playboy where that woman was in, and she made reference to it, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, it was a Caliber comic, and oh, look at that, Brian and David worked on that comic book. That's hilarious. So that's funny. There that's you go. Funny. Yeah, Susie Owens. I didn't even remember her name. That's fantastic. I just remember Flaxen. <laughs> but anyway, well, well, no, that's it, awesome. So busy getting to her truth for that book that we, uh, you know. Well, and, and truly, anyway. wait real fast about the masterclass. Yeah. Um, Franco of Art and Franco absolutely loved it, and he said, "God, I must have looked like a bobblehead listening to Brian <laughs> talk about craft because it was really, including stuff he, you know, that he hadn't thought about before. It was like, God, so much of it was reassuring of." Yeah, we do that. Yeah, I do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, you I, know, he was like, really? I mean, honestly, it was a good, I think, sanity check in terms of, yeah, he, you know, you, and I have had those experiences with broadcasters or podcasters where it's like, oh, yeah, I do that. Okay, good. I am on the right path. Okay. Yeah. You know. I, um, I, I, it was, it was a funny thing because they, they, they came up to me right away and said something very nice and warm. And I, I had gotten off stage and I was, I guess just genuinely fragile is the word. I, you know, I was just, I was, I was jittery and I'm like, yeah, you just, and, and it was funny. Like it took me hours to realize why I felt so weird. You just stood up in front of a hundred of your peers and in, like pulled your pants down yeah. and like, and, yeah. and, and like, like, of course, like, like, like it's embarrassing. Right. And, and so uh, I was very grateful cause I was a little raw and rough around the edges that they came up and said something nice. And then I'd heard from enough people at that room who felt the same that, yeah, the reason I felt so raw and rough was because I was being truthful and that truth got through. So that Beautiful. was nice. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, there was like, like, like I've known Brian Azzarello for 25 years. He's never said a nice thing to me in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. He said something nice to me. That's impressive. I understand, so, I, I understand yeah. that feeling. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. I, awesome. I know. I was like, I go, oh my God, Brian, I'm never going to speak to you again. <laughs> Let's end it on this. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Let's shake hands. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, so I, uh, before the show had already started, I had had deep, memorable, large moment, career moments in my life that were li like, like deeply moving. So getting to the show uh, and, and, and everything was just going so well. And there was like, again, a highlight for me was like, I, I think on Thursday or I think maybe on Friday, one hour of my signing, almost every single person had new Jinx World books. And that's hard to describe to people, but that's really, really emotional. Like, like it, it's, it's, you know, create your own, it's it, it, it just, it just, it just feels like such a, 
it's, it's such a blessing is what it is. And when so many people in a row and, and they, they were fresh purchases and it was freshly on their mind, it was just really special. So that happened. And I haven't even gotten to the Frank Miller stuff yet. So true. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, no, it, I'm shame on me for skipping to uh, Friday or whatever. I, or no, Saturday. no, it was that we did yeah. this all, we did this all-star DC panel and it was weird because I do think that you have to have written at least 10 DC comics to apply for the DC all-star panel. But they included me, and it was very nice. So, cool. um, so it was uh, me and uh, Scott Snyder and Tom King and Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda uh, Connor and uh, Sean Murphy, and uh, it was it was quite an awesome panel. It was really, really like I don't really know a lot of those people, so it was really interesting to uh, to hear everyone's stuff. And so that was all rattling. And then we had this awesome. Uh, dinner Friday night, like a DC dinner, and Kelly Sue was there, and uh, it was like a Wonder Comics di- dinner. So, like uh, um, uh, Jamal Campbell and Stephen Byrne, like everyone involved in our Wonder Comics uh, line. Also, the announcement of Wonder Comics. Yes. So that was one of those days. It's very rare that I completely made the internet happy, and I completely missed it. <laughs> I totally missed it. It was. It was. Because the, the Young Justice alone is like seven deep DC fandoms yeah. smashing together in joy all at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and, and then you add on the Wonder Twins and Dial H, like we, and, and Amethyst is part of our thing. So yes. it's really about 11 really beloved DC corners all being like let out at once. And um, so it was such a joyful announcement, more than I thought was coming, you know? Sure. Uh, I did know a little bit because it, the, the Connor Kent people have been up my ass since <laughs> I signed at DC. And, and it was a bummer because, uh, uh, like, uh, the Young Justice was literally the book we agreed to the day after I agreed to do Superman. So this has been in development since the day, right? Wow. So I've, okay. all, I've had Connor Kent going since I started at DC and every day about every four hours, someone would hit me with the hashtag bring back Connor Kent. And you can go look at it to see how many times I get hit with this hashtag. And I always felt bad because these seems like good people. And I wanted to whisper, I got your back, but you can't do it. You're not allowed to. <laughs> right. Isn't that a bummer? Cause like, they're so yeah. stressed out about it. I can alleviate your stress, but I'm not allowed to. You're not allowed it's to. A- sure. No, so I'm anyway, kidding. so I, I was I was offline all day because the Javits Center doesn't have Internet. Oh, totally. I know you're in the womb. Yes. And, uh, yes. So it was it was uh, quite special. Uh, it was quite a special day. I was really happy. Everyone was so into it. Totally. So well, dude, it was, was already Friday night. I was ready to go home. Like I like it was. <laughs> you know, and then and then uh, Friday night, like Kelly Sue, like like was like a crime stopper on the streets in New York. I'm going to let her tell the story. And when next time we talk to her, I'll be talking to her soon. Go what on. she did on the streets in New York in front of the entire DC editorial, <laughs> like fucking Batman. Anyway, that's awesome. No, yeah. that's great. Hilarious. And then I looked at my calendar and this is what happened. So DC sent me like a calendar and it was funny. Like sometimes they will go, Hey, do you want to do this? Right. And then other times they just tell you you're doing this and it isn't in a, you're doing this because we told you to. It's like, we know you want to do this. We're not even asking you, right? Okay. And so I like opened up a file and there's this day where I'm signing with Frank Miller. I'm on a panel with Frank Miller and then I have a dinner with Frank Miller. (laughs) 
And <laughs> listen, Frank Miller is the the reason my generation does what we do. I right. Mean, he was the guy who turned it into a rock job, right? Yes, to a, yes. He, he, he put his name over the credits and all that. You know, like, well, you know, literally in literally in Rolling Stone, speaking of yeah, making it a rock job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He made it fucking he made it the coolest job in the world. Yep. And uh, and um, so, yeah, so I was just like, oh, we're, this is just going to be a thing that happens. Right. So and we had we had um, I met him and we had hung out in South by Southwest. So we didn't know each other, but we don't know each other. I understand. And and, and so I can report to you, I had one of the and, and I've so if I may, and I thought about how to word this because it just, some of it just sounds like fucking bragging. But I was on here just a few months ago and, again, said every bad thing that happened to me in the course of a calendar year, right? right. So I've been very honest about when things went very badly. So I think I'm, I, I, I'm earned a little bit of braggy here because this went so well. I had such a good day. Wonderful. I, and I have talked about how badly I have messed up my days with David Mamet and my conversations with him. Yes, you have. <laughs> so I, I feel I can tell you – this went so well. We had such a good day. Wonderful. We had the best signing. There's laughs. The panel was great. People were there. They saw it. It was just it was just relaxed and cool. And there was this. He had this great energy about him. He was being insanely generous to everyone I know. And like people were coming up with all the Jinx World books. And like one of the great moments was like he saw like the first issue of Pearl. So he uh-huh. saw. He grabs it out of someone else's hand, opens it, and goes, "Oh, good lord, this is gorgeous!" And I said, "Yeah, that's that's Michael Gatos. We did Jessica Jones together, and we're attempting a Yakuza story with no cliche, like it's anti-cliche." Because and and he goes, "Really? Right? Because like well, this is something we both have worked on, right?" Yeah, sure. And and then we went back to signing, and five minutes later, Michael Gatos, who I've known since college, who's never met Frank Miller comes up to us with his 11-year-old son, specifically to me, Frank Miller. I said, come to the panel at 415. I will introduce you to Frank Miller if I can, right? Sure. It comes up to him, and I go, oh, Frank, this is Michael Gatiss. He drew that book you were just looking at. And he points it at Michael and goes, oh, dude, you're fucking awesome. That's beautiful. And I'm right in front of Michael's son. Beautiful. You should have seen the look on his face. It was so beautiful, man. <laughs> It was so great. And it was all, and it just set how the whole day went. It happened with Alex. It happened with David Mack. Frank was being unbelievably cool to everyone. Um, uh, one, one, uh, one of my, my great moments in life is uh, someone brought the Jinx World poster for us, for me to sign. Yes, yes. And I unfolded it, and he saw how big our names were on the poster. And he said, Oh, look at this with the big name on the poster. And I said, I learned it from you, Frank Miller's Ronin, and he fell off his chair. <laughs> I was so proud of this. this is so true. we ended up having uh, just a great barn burner of a dinner. Uh, it, it, the panel went great, and then we uh, dinner was a, it was a DC dinner, and so I just had this, and then I went home. Okay. Yeah. Not literally like like literally the, the day ended with Frank just saying something really amazing to me and David. And then by then it was David Mack's birthday. Oh, nice. And then me and David skipped off all the way home. 
That's what fantastic. Get home. You know, honestly, and I told you this when, when we hung out and everything before you had hung with Frank, but you, like you said, you saw him at South by Southwest. And I know I speak for all the listeners. What a relief that Frank's health has been corrected and he's doing so much better because, man, those pictures a few years ago with him and Robbie Rod- Robert Rodriguez, it was like, oh, man, how much yeah, longer is Frank going to be on this I- planet? I, as you can tell from this conversation, I don't know the man at all. I, I don't know him, and um, uh, so I don't know what was going on back then. I don't sure. know what he's been through. I don't know what's true and what's not at all. But I can definitely tell you that the person I spent the day with was delightful, charming, talking about craft, talking about inking style, talking about how Andy Cooper's the best artist on the planet. Just very, very like whispering. To me, not for the audience, things about comics that you would want your hero to say about comics. Wonderful. It was, it was really great. That's great, so, man. No, so I, 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 yeah. I left just filled with a life-affirming creative juice and just wanted to go make comics. That's cool. Yeah. And, and yeah. getting back to Azzarello, I mean, he basically told me the same thing. But, of course, you know, swearing at me while he did it. <laughs> and how dare you even ask such a question. But, you know, that's all right. That's Brian. It's okay. That's that, Brian. No, so. yeah, I, again, yeah, I always feel weird even like I, like I don't know if anything was wrong. I don't know what – you know what I mean? Like I know – like here's a perfect example. Like I found out like people – I was a big topic of gossip at the show because of my weight loss. Like people – Oh, really? Think, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, really? I have uh, – good friends of mine have told me like uh, people go, is he OK? Because, and, it is, and then they go <laughs> – like, like here's what happens. Like it was like, – like even like with Joe. Like Joe has drawn me. Like a bunch of times. Sure. Joe like knows the planes of my face, right? And I happen <laughs> yeah. to know they're different now. Like I've, I used to draw myself all the time too. Like, so I see my face. I know it looks different. It's a different shape. Light hits it differently, right? So when Joe first saw me, he had that look. And then 20 minutes later, he goes, you look really good. Like it takes – it's just – it takes That's a That's funny. No, I right? get it. Yeah, yeah. So – when yeah, I mean, I felt that way when I saw you too. Sure, sure. At the show, when they're used to like swollen pictures of me, right? Um, <laughs> which, yeah, I you know totally what? understand. So, hey, man. so like a couple of my good friends would say, yeah, that you were you were the talk of the bar. Um, and, and 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 it was it never got any further than is he okay? Oh yeah, he's okay. Okay. No, you know, well, geez, when I saw you at C two E two, I mean, it was it was a drastic change, and you told me you lost the weight and everything. And no, as far as I was concerned, I'm like, Chris, you look great. And and I know you're happy because you're back to your fighting weight and everything. Yeah, so. you know it's so, and someone last like la- this was the week of um, um, Comic Con Paris was last year this week. So oh, a couple wow. of fans yeah, were posting pictures. A couple of fans were posting pictures from oh. that convention, and and I, I and I it just oh I kept the weight off all year. It was great. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like oh, through all of that shit, I kept the weight off. I was, I was really, really. It was it was Spain early this year that you missed, right? What what did you uh, miss Portugal. this year? Portugal. I, I missed Portugal. Portugal. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, of course. It's just some weird show. I, I, I never. Well, yeah, it's just bad timing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so frustrating. I hear so anyway, you, so so I just wanted. I, I it sounds a little braggy. I, I it just it was. It, but it, what an amazing show! Every every fan interaction was unbelievable. It's just really, really cool from top to bottom. Then you go home and make comics. Did did they? I know they posted the DC All Star panel because I watched the first couple minutes of that, and then I've just gotten busy. But I'll get back to it. Um, did they post the Miller panel? 
I certainly hope they do. It, uh, I, I so rarely think that about any panel. I never think, oh, I hope they post that. <laughs> no, but hey, I know. What you, no, I, I appreciate but, what but you're this saying. One, this one, uh, I, I, I hope. I hope it ends up somewhere. I, I do and, think it was filmed. I, I remember feeling it was being filmed. And I don't know if – and I, I, I heard that maybe the master class that they filmed it, but uh, I don't know how likely they might even at least show you and Jim talking. I don't know. Well, no. I think they film it and it stays in-house. Like sure. the Grant sure. Morrison is, is available to other creators. I understand. Part of, Jim has a um, – like a, a creators program that this is part of. So, sure. So that, that it's, so it's, and, and the reason like I went into a weird dark place in my class was because I knew it wasn't for public. I understand. Like, no, and know, I figured private, that part, yeah. I, I figured that part would be private, but yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, no, no, no. And I get that. And I also get the value of that in house for creators. But I, I did, stuff, I did go, so. Oh, they said, Hey, we have the grant one. If you want to watch and they go, Oh yeah. And, and for a second there, I said, cause I don't want to go over any of the same material. Well, of course. And then I watched it for 10 minutes. I'm like, there was no same material between me and Grant. <laughs> We're not working on the same planet. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, he was describing an outstanding circular storytelling technique that you need like eight years on a, on a, a Batman run to pull off. And, uh, and I kept thinking how amazing this would be for Jonathan Hickman to listen to. <laughs> I can understand. Like you know, only I'm- Jonathan speaks this language. I'm I'm rereading Multiversity and really taking my time with it, um, you know that that alternate Earth uh, thing that yeah, he did a couple yeah, years yeah. ago, and it's fantastic. But yeah, man, you really if you owe it to yourself to really like okay, sit down and really concentrate with this, much like Jonathan's books. God bless him, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Man. So absolutely, and that was great too. I hadn't seen Jonathan in a long time. It was really nice to see John, and also John looks amazing. Oh, that's like, great. John looks so good. It's like you want to hit him. <laughs> he, he he has eclipsed Xander Cannon as having the best hair in comics. So God bless him for that. And there you go. That's awesome. That's and now we're just at that stage in our careers when no one and no one shows up looking better than they've ever looked. So it's shocking when someone does. I understand. <laughs> it's just it becomes the slow deflating or inflating. Whatever we're doing, please. Who are you talking to, man? I, I'm on the yo-yo right now. What do you you know? It you saw me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's to- so funny, man. Because that's the other thing about the the convention. It's it, it's uh, and this happened at Rose City a lot too. Like people just um, uh, my my peers will come up to me and they'll go, "All right, hit me, give me how you do it. I'm going to lose the weight. Just tell me how to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> hit me right now. Just tell me, tell me well, like this." And I go carbs, and I go God damn it, and they walk away. Exactly, exactly. What's her face? Nia Vardalos from my big fat Greek wedding. She lost all her weight, and she said, "She said I had to break up with bread and cheese." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, man. Ooh. Well, cheese and I didn't have much of a relationship, but bread and rice. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, the carbs, man. Absolutely. And, and I know we talked about it on previous podcasts. I'll just remind people, just because I, I know I know we helped a couple people last time. Because we, we, we hear um, that the, the carb thing seems insane. Uh, it, it, I was eating like 30,000 calories of it a day. Yeah. Now I don't even want it. I don't crave it. I, I literally took my kids out to ice cream the other day and I didn't even want it. Like I don't go, oh, I'm, I'm torturing myself. It, it, it doesn't even occur to me. That's great. So, so there, your body may be screaming at you to stop and listen 
and and it won't be torture because people think it's going to be torture just keeping it off. It's really not. That's excellent. That'll so, be- so good luck. And I know everyone's wired differently and everyone's got their own issues. I'm not oh, yeah. saying I, I believe me. I understand. I just sure. for the for the few people who just who just can feel like they're on the edge and just need that extra push. Swear to God, go for it. My life improved on every level. And when um, you have Scotty Young on here, who was a is a big success story, lost a ton of weight. Yep. Uh, and was hugging the shit out of me. He was so excited because his life quality has improved dramatically. So I, he'll tell you all about it too. He he's, he's he was beside himself with excitement. That's awesome. And yeah, yeah. We're, I'm actually due to talk to. Scotty very soon because we talked at the beginning of the summer when he secretly told me he was ending Fairyland and then uh, told me all the oh, cool stuff that he's doing right now. They're really good. He's got yes. the new- yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, no, we're due for a new talk. Uh, no, and I love talking to Scotty. Scotty not only on comics, but he's such a big podcast listener as well that I really enjoy getting his point of view and everything. So and literally, I'm like, he- hit me. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You know, just what do you hate right now about the show? And it's true. He gives me good, honest criticism, and I need it. He made me laugh harder than any human person has made me laugh in person <laughs> at New York Comic Con at that dinner we, uh, yeah. like at CBS. He made me laugh harder than any human has made me laugh in in many a long time. That's he's beautiful. A very funny guy. He's a funny guy and he's a smart guy. Well, absolutely, he's funny. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I, and, I just had Anna, Eric Shanauer on, and you know they did those Oz books at Marvel. Yeah, and so yeah, a good portion of the conversation was talking about working with Scotty and everything. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so onto the books, and yeah, and I must and I must confess, I apologize. I am not up to date on Pearl. Uh, you son I, of a bitch. I know, but I am up to date on cover, and I'm certainly up to date on Superman in action. Oh, thank you, brother. Of course. Oh no, man. Absolutely. Well, Jesus, man, I loved Man of Steel. I thought it was a great miniseries. And oh, I don't think lo- we talked. About it. Thanks. Ab- absolutely, and and certainly right now where we're at on all the books, and this is coming out after. Action 1004 comes out, and that's one of the reasons why I asked you, because we're recording technically before Wednesday. But I did want to be up to date for the readers and the listeners. I I was actually happy you asked. That book itself uh, is is a big deal for me. I I love Ryan so much. And even though we did one issue of Man of Steel together, this issue is actually the beginning of what is now a substantial collaboration. We're doing Terrific. quite a few issues of uh, Action Comics together in preparation for a very large project that we're starting right afterwards. So there, even though there will be a break in the public's eye, we will be working behind the scenes very deeply on, on, a, on a project that scares the shit out of both of us in the best <laughs> way possible. So, so I, I, um, you're, you, you just read a book uh, by a creator who I thought in my heart we would really – make good comics together like oh i bet i I bet we'd be great together right and i was shockingly right i'm not always right so that's excellent no and it was great and it's uh again i won't go into detail if people haven't had a chance to read it this week but you know finally we get you know the conversations between superman and lois yeah that we've all been waiting for yes that's since lois went away with uh jor-el and and john and we yep. get a Jor- we get a Jor-El and John update that I think is is informative. You get a well. Jor-El and John update, and then you're going to actually see what happened with them in Superman. You're actually we're actually going to see the flashback. It's actually all drawn by Brandon Peterson. Oh, great! So it's, I put some of it online already. 
It's gorgeous. So it's it's, it's knockout. So. so from a timeline standpoint, action is ahead of Superman. Um, or not? No, we just we're finding out things at different times. Like okay. it's all about, about about happening at the same time. Okay, and but, I, like, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't expect like, like she comes home first. I'm home first. I didn't need to be there, right? And then John comes back a couple months later with his update. Okay. Yeah. Well, because because I was just wondering in terms of um, yeah, like if yeah, if they were happening, and again, I understand that they're not happening at the same moment. But yeah, the, so they're relatively happening at the same time. It all makes sense in my head, and really, no, that's, that's fine. All that, and no, really, and that's it, all that matters. Well, and and tr- <laughs> <laughs> no, and truly, two great stories because the Rogel Zal uh, or Zar story. I, how do you say his name? Rogel Zar. Zar. Okay, that's right. And of course, that's the doctor. The doctor that uh, helped you out when you were yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Which I love, but uh, no. Hey, man, Jack. I'm a, I'm a Jack Sir fan. Now he obviously has cut carbs in the Phantom Zone because, <laughs> I, because I, I, um, I did Kurt's- not request that. Uh, that came from <laughs> Ivan. Ivan had a whole backstory with the redesign, and I went for it. That's cool. I yeah. got no problem with it. And again, I, I mean, when you see that much thought, like sometimes you, you you've seen it, like when someone like does a design, and then there is an inordinate amount of text with the design. Like like something about the design has the artist really thinking. Uh, I, I I almost always go with the design because there's so much passion with it. So yeah. Regardless, it's it, yeah. it was good. I mean, no, great Phantom Zone stuff, great Justice League stuff. Uh, you Thank know, the, absolutely, man. Great man. My favorite ep- uh, episode, my favorite issue, is finally Clark Kent shoe leather out there getting the story. Not afraid. Goes into the biker bar to get the information. Thank and- you. I have I've just last night polished off. And actually, it's funny because while we're talking, my editor is, is kind of live tweeting her read of the script, which is funny. But because <laughs> uh, it, it's a quite a crazy script I handed in. We have a very big Superman thing happening next May. And I just handed in the script and it's enormous and it's filled with crazy, like cool. like filled with crazy and uh, she said, I'm uh, I just read a, a Brian Bendis Superman script. It says her spider sense is tingling. <laughs> and, and that's Lois. And I said, did you get to the part where Lois Lane is charging down the halls with a Thangarian crossbow? It's a special script. So we're having fun. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, that's great. And men, uh, Vendetti and Brian Hitch with what they're doing with Hawkman. And Hitch told me in my first ever conversation with him about uh kryptonian carter hall yeah and and i love it and uh no that's awesome and i and i love the reboot of hawkman and everything that's going on so that only makes me excited and certainly even the thanagarian flashback that we get with uh rogel star and well i'll tell you i as as i do all often and always with with anyone i'm working with i say hey anything you're thinking of any design like anything that's like in your head Share it. Like, let's talk, you know. And uh, 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 Nick Darrington, who I'm doing Batman with, uh, just sent me a Batman Hawkman that he had sketched. And so Batman went to to Thanagar. Fantastic. (laughs) In your story? Excellent. Yeah, it's an amazing sketch that you go, yeah, I want to read that comic book where he he gets – where Batman gets Hawkman wings. So – and even though I literally would would stay away from Hawkman just to stay – like, just to, like – like, don't go near Brian and Vivetti. They're killing it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you know, 
Like don't, it's like, don't touch that. Don't touch Mr. Miracle. Like don't touch those things. They're, they're perfect. Right. right. So, but, but, um, but, um, uh, when Nick, Nick sent us this Batman Hawkman, we're like, all right, <laughs> got to do it. It's got to happen. That's awesome. That's yeah. excellent. I, uh, I love the, uh, the desks of uh, Clark Perry and Lois. Thank you. It is um, a uh, all of us together. Uh, it's uh, I, I do a first uh, uh, layer. Uh, Mike Cotton and Brian Cunningham come in uh, with a layer. Uh, the the snarkiest ones are editor uh, Jessica Chan. They're hilarious. <laughs> um, there was a couple of um, references that that had to be pulled that were too funny. Oh, but, bummer. Um, <laughs> um, just for legal reasons, nothing. Oh. <laughs> But we are, we are, but we we are enjoying them immensely, and we were we were going to just do them for the one storyline, but I think we're going to keep with them. It, it also, it, it's fun. There's a lot of stuff in those. Um, some of those things are jokes, and some of them are not jokes. Some of them are are storylines that are coming up. Some of sure. them are fake outs on purpose, like sure. Uh, and some of it is literally what we think Perry would have on his desk. I stepped on you. What what fake out, for example? Or let's uh, not I'm not going to say yet because some oh, of okay. it, like some people, right. some people are, are super locked into one of the fake outs, and some people are aren't. Ah. I'm having a. It's supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? Sure, like, I, I don't want to ruin the fun by by you know spoiling what is and what isn't. But um, I can tell you, there's something truthful on every page, and something ridiculous on every page, and something I desperately want to be real on every page. Excellent, man. No, these are like Rip Hunter's uh, whiteboard back a few years ago as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's – and again, it's – dude, you get it. And I knew this. I mean, when we initially talked about you taking over Superman, the planet is so important. And oh, the planet so. culture is so important to the Superman in the right hands. And, you know, I loved uh, Steve Lombard, sexual her- uh, human resources. You know? <laughs> No, but I mean, that's, that's the thing, man. And that's what separates Superman from so many other books where you've got – we talk about it all the time, the Greek chorus and everything, the, the other characters and how much they matter to the story. And certainly – and right now I'm blanking on her name. Robinson. Uh, the, the, the reporter that's, uh, that was going after the kryptonite and everything. Oh, Robinson Good, yeah. Robinson Good. Okay, yeah. No, that's awesome. And also Cat, Cat Grant's little interlude. Fantastic, yeah. man. Absolutely. Well, and, thank and, you. And yeah. uh, well, it's a little bit of cheating because we, we are in a, in, a, in, a, in a phase of our world where people are really into journalism. Uh, of course. Even, like they, they really kind of refound their respect for it. Yes, uh, indeed. Kind of one of those uh, I didn't know I needed until it was gone kind of things. Yep. And um, I think there's quite a few journalists that you and I, particularly, I know we find ourselves very frustrated with because we know they could do better, right? And, yes. And so I get to write out that frustration. Instead of tweeting shit at them, <laughs> at the real-life reporters that I'm uh, frustrated at, I get to write what I wish they were like um, in this book. And I actually had a very long conversation with Greg Rucka because there's one journalist in real life that both he and I wished was more like Lois Lane. <laughs> so like we keep like projecting Lois Lane onto this person and it's not there in the real world. So in the real world, we were kind of like really enjoying spending time with Lois, you know? 
Yeah, I get it. No, and I and uh, this would be another moment after the show where I'm going to confirm who I suspect you guys might be talking about. Um, <laughs> and certainly in 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 uh, as far as her work lately, and it's definitely a she. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I no, I agree. And and again, that's why. No, Perry sounds like a real newspaper editor, and especially when he tells Clark to cover Robinson's, you know, work and everything, be like, no, 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 you, you know, I want you double checking. And I love that moment when he goes, Hey, I used to do this with you with Lois. And it's, it's those kind of things. (laughs) But again, that's what makes, that's why Lois is such a fascinating character and why she's a great character. I mean, and it's like every now and then you got to remind people, it's like, you know, in the reporter world, Lois wins. Lois is the superior reporter always has been. I no, mean, you I, know. And, and, yeah, as I, as I, and it was, it was funny. It was, um, uh, not to bring up Frank again, but, um, if the, if the panel goes live, we were talking about Lois Lane for a great deal of the Superman panel. And I think I said, um, she's the best character in popular fiction and I've written a lot of them. Right. Yeah. But she, she may, she may, she may have it all. Right. And yeah. Frank looked at me like, is that true? And then didn't say anything. <laughs> like, like it was like, you could say he spent the rest of the day like, like laundry listing characters. And it's, if you really put it out there, you can come up with characters that are her equal, but you can't come up with anyone that's better than her. I agree. At, at her best. I'm talking about when yes. she's been written, yeah. when she's been being written by Greg or, yes. or, 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 you know, there's so many people have have done her well. But I'm talking about at, at, at her highest level. Yeah. You know, not not damsel in distress. But that's – and exactly. And that's why she has Superman's heart because yep. he is impressed with her. She is the most impressive earthling he knows. No, and that's why she's fascinating. He's trying to be her. Yes. Everyone's trying to be Superman. He's trying to be her. He's active. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I've said this. I said this on this, on this cast. But that, that's one of those realizations you have about him. As a fan, I didn't realize it, but as an author, you're like, oh, so much of the story has been thrust upon him. You know, he's one of these characters who was sent here and told what to do, yep. right? And there's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a birthright story, and, and there's many of them. But in that birthright, you, you start looking at, he did everything that his birthright was told him to do, but the choice he made for himself was to be a reporter like he could he could do nothing he doesn't need a job or money right right he's not doing it for money he's doing it because it serves a passion he gets to get to truth that he can't get to with physical activity right 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 and then when he gets there he meets lois lane oh that that's that's the goal that's that so so when you when you realize that superman's goal is to be her what does then that doesn't that make her the best person Agreed. And also, again, that um, – By the way, I don't mean that she's perfect. That when people are the best, you mean – no, she is not perfect. That, that, that's – no one's interested in that. Well, sure. No, absolutely. But no, again, yeah. No, and it's uh, – you know, we're, we're all waiting for that eventual Lois Lane book hopefully because <laughs> – yeah, well, no, it's just – you know, I mean it's been years and I, I, this is when Greg was at his best writing or I said the same thing. It's like why isn't there a Lois Lane book? My God. She is interesting. She's a great – you saw it a little bit in Flashpoint when yep. they let her be by herself and she could tour the DC universe literally – and because she's such a great investigative reporter, it's right there. And that's the thing. It's like taking nothing away from Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a great character. But it's like, like you said, no, Lois Lane 
is really a great, great character. And in the right hands, it's it's amazing. And there are great stories to be told. So, yeah, and, no, and, that, and, you know. Yeah, and so, so to have, you know, access to one of the great characters in pop culture who happens to be a reporter under siege while everyone in the world knows what that really feels like now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it's kind it's kind of an even a bigger blessing than spending time with Superman all day. You know what I mean? I do. And, and yeah. truly that's why I'm, I thank you for letting me see four now, because there's some great, I mean, again, not spoiling, there's great conversations between Lois and Clark. And that's the thing. He needs her. And he really, I mean, you get that feeling of Jesus, my life has been crazy for these last three issues without you. Yeah. And, uh, and it's great that she's back because he does need her. And it's, it is, it's a terrific conversation and Thank explains, you. I think it answers a lot of questions that people do have in terms of the marriage and having John and how does that all work? Can they still be the characters we love them to be as father and mother and, and, uh, you know, husband and wife yeah, and also you know. some of this. And by the way, for for fans um, who who read one thousand four and and what's going to happen with this couple moving forward? Yeah, um, marriage in comics is is a debate I've always uh, been interested in. It was one of those things that you hear. Like it's 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 the death of drama. It's it, you know what I mean. Like sure, because we've seen romance. it happen. We've seen it happen that way in a bunch of television shows. Absolutely, where we've the tension raised, the tension like, is gone. Yeah, yeah. We're all raised on will they or won't they shows, and as soon as they do, the show's over, right? Yep. Or yep. but but see how they kept going for two years, right? Yes, we all yes. grew up on Moonlighting. Right, Moonlighting's and, a great and, example. Yep, and and Friends and Cheers, and Even, it was really. All of these shows were a will they or won't they show. It was kind of the thing, right? Sure, sure. And, 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 and for some reason, the shows always peaked at the moment that they did. And never, it was never, well, we're going to get them together because then we're really going to have a show. Yeah. It was always holding it back as long as we can because once we do, the show's going to fall apart, right? Yeah. So I would be in these rooms during like the Spider-Man marriage debate the the one one more day and it wasn't just a, a a project it was debated in company amongst us you know amongst creators amongst fans we've always discussed it right and and we did, there would always be debates in um in, in Marvel Cinema about uh, Tony and Pepper like sure. uh, Robert Downey Jr. always wanted things for Tony and, and Pepper and they would debate them right interesting and and and, and so I would and I, I would and I remember like someone said something like. Uh, you know who's cool, uh, Iron Man. You know who's not cool, Dad. Right? And I'm sure. like, if Dad was Iron Man, I still think you could make that cool. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I, like, and 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 then you know, I've been married a long time, and and I, I think you know, me and Elise have a very romantic relationship. I don't mean to be talking out of school or anything, but anyone who, who sees us gets annoyed pretty quickly by it. And, <laughs> And so I, I personally live a, a very vital romantic marriage uh, and with a lot of kids. Like there's a lot of responsibility and we still find <laughs> yeah. time to make out every day. Right. Attaboy. Not to be gross, but, but I'm an adult. We can talk about this. So so when writing, 
these characters and you've been told, well, if you're, they're married, it, it kills them. I'm like, I know that's not true. And also all marriage isn't the same shape. Right. Right. And so this idea that we're putting forth in action comics, 1000 and four is kind of a reflection of what uh, I was already feeling about with Luke and Jessica. That was my first statement on, no, you can have a funky, cool marriage and be yeah. and be aiming towards the same goal and fighting the same fights and backing each other up without being you know without beating each other up or up each other's ass or fighting all the time you know you can just you know your partners my wife's my partner right so yes, yes. so Lois and Clark are in a very unique position and situation and they have a unique relationship to their child in fact you could even relate to it as a special needs child he does he has special needs that other kids don't have. Sure. So, so with that comes a different mindset and different things. So uh, this going forward is kind of my continued argument against that mindset that marriage or relationships or commitment is somehow not romantic. I think it's insanely romantic. Uh, and, uh, I, I know that, you know, we live in a so proper world where everyone break, you know, breakups and, and, and stuff, but, but having this relationship between them, uh, that's all you need to know. Like, like, what are you fighting for this? Because this is a microcosm of everything, right? So that, that's why I'm, I'm excited about this issue and putting it out there because it starts the beginning of a kind of an essay about what I think is romantic in fiction. Is that yeah. yeah. And also so, like, I like we're adults and like, I have a different feeling about what's romantic and, and exciting than I did 20 years ago. Sure. You know, I, I yes. And I, and, and I think this issue reflects that, I guess, to me, I, I agree. And also, you know, King recently, obviously, with with Batman and Selena mm-hmm. doing the same thing. And that's what I'm saying. It's like this is this is why this is such a great time right now, because I older readers and younger readers, they don't they don't know what they missed in the past. But that's the thing. The storytelling has evolved and you yep. really can get deep into these kind of character moments. They've been there before with other things. I mean, Peter and Kitty Pride and you know oh, sure. and the X Men and stuff, but again, yeah, I I do think that where you guys are in your own relationships and also where uh, comic writing is right now, no, every everyone's moving up a notch, and yeah, no, this was a really great I, I, Clark I, and Lois issue. I, yeah, well, it's rewinding a little bit to what we talked about the DC Masterclass because that was one of those times where I got to sit in front of about three generations of creators or at least um, like a sampling. Yeah, uh, yeah, of, sure. of, 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 um, Bronze uh, Age, yeah, Bronze Age, uh, whatever yeah, they yeah, call like, the 80s. Like, and... like the, the Marvel of Man's, uh, yeah. the, the me and Brian's and, you know, uh, you know, the Catscads and, and art, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then there, you know, and Tom was there and Jocelyn Williamson. So there's, there, there, and when you see everybody all together, the one commonality was we damn well know there's nothing standing in the way between us and the truth on our page, right? Like even in corporate comics, we can get to our truth in a way that people in TV and film have to navigate a much harder thing. Like we have a direct line to our truth if we, if we choose to go there. So what you're seeing is, I, I feel, 
a reflection of a lot of creators, uh, I, I, you know, that are that are gleefully applying their truth to their work. I'll let's use Tom as as a perfect example of someone who's saying, yes, this is my issue. I, I PTSD is a very big issue for me. I'm going to fucking write about it, right? And everyone, yes. and and so that's that's one element to what he's writing about. And also he, uh, and may I say, I I, I I find the way he's writing Mr. Miracle and Barda to to be along the lines of what I'm talking about, where where uh, the marriage is complicated and messy and a shitload of fun. Yes. Know? And yes. and and at the end of the day, you're lo- loving every second you just spent with this person. Uh, so you're a lot of people brave enough to share their truth to, you know, I think also because we get such instant feedback when we're truthful that you go, Oh, okay. I'm just going to be truthful then because that, that, that feedback is, is valid. Right. And, um, and so I just see a lot of people aiming for their truth. And if everyone's doing that, there's no way comics can't kick ass. It's impossible. And I just seen a summer of it every week. Somebody really kicked ass, at least one person. And it was, and that, that's an amazing thing for an industry. Like, like you think back like on the, on the summers where there were like 20 amazing albums or every fucking movie was amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like we, we had a summer like that this summer and it, it was staggering. I, I hope, I hope people who write about this kind of stuff are paying attention. You well, know. I agree, and I and I'm glad that it sounds like the majority of you are getting to do that. I do think there are some writers that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and I, I think you know they they had gatekeepers that are keeping them from doing it. But no, uh, yeah, I, I they're know. the exceptions. I, unfortunately, you're, you're right yeah. about that, and sometimes I do sound a little privileged in my in my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but I and that was part of what I talked about at, at the class. Actually, was. You know, some people see some stuff that I do as as, oh, they let you do that. And I they let me do it when I walked in the door. I just said, this is how I do it. I don't know how else to. And this is how I get to my uh, these comics that you liked of mine. So like I was I would say, like, don't like raise your hand and say, I think I have a way to do this. They're, they're very happy to let you. Was you there know? a time at Marvel? Because you came in with 20 years of doing successful stories in Marvel. No, well, well, nine years, but fuck you. And, uh, oh, excuse uh, me. Nine, <laughs> what do you mean nine years? I, what, I started in 91 was my first published book. No, 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 no. But I meant, but my point is your, yeah. no, what I'm saying is you came into DC. Oh, DC. With oh, your 20. No, no, no. Oh, with okay, your 20. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're 75 now. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I've loved you since the fifties, but, no, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I will but you know say, what I mean? No, uh, was there a time when they, when they at Marvel, we're like, yes, yeah, sorry, no, because we no, say so. No, th- that's what happened. When I was at Marvel, I was coming right off of the Todd McFarlane books, and Todd let us do whatever we wanted. Right. So when I got to um, Marvel Knights, Joe was kind of running it the way he wanted to, not the way sure. they ran Marvel. Yes. So it was kind of a DIY, you know, do-it-yourself kind of thing in a corporate structure already, you know? So, yes, so. Yes. So I was like eased in and also I was eased in with my best friend, David Mack. So like right. I was buffered pretty hard. So by the time we were making our comics, they would let's let it do it the way we do it because that's how we do it. And it was working. Well, and, and also – yeah, go on. No, please. And no, when no, I got no. to D.C., 
Uh, it was just a matter of they do do things very differently. We talked about this uh, a few months ago, but yeah, the the just the craft and communication lines are different. So managing that was unique, but it was also then uh, like managing uh, when I hand in script. Like they, they they used to have everyone hand in stuff on Fridays, but I'm I'm used to handing it on Mondays. Just like I. I, I like the weekend. You know what I mean? Sure. So, sure. so just things like that was literally our biggest switch around. Was was it's okay if I hand this on a Monday? I'm like, okay. So well, that's good. Well, but also I think Marvel, big Marvel, because like you said, you came through Marvel Knights and everything too. Yeah. Big Marvel were having their problems, so maybe they needed to start yeah, doing things I, differently I, with Joe and I, and with with Bill and everything. Yeah, my point was I know that certain creators have walked in. And I have too, may I say very clearly, why I've walked in and go, oh, this editor does not have my best interest or this book's best interest at heart, right? Right. And, and so I know that feeling. And we've all had to either manage the job because we need the gig sure. or or really want the gig anyhow. I, you know, you can still make something beautiful out of a stressful situation. Or you, you go, oh, I got to walk away. This is this is yeah. This, this is toxic. So I've been in all those situations as well, and I don't want to um, sugarcoat <laughs> that. But more times than not, I have found everyone's in a creative environment. They're looking for creative solutions and, and exciting creative solutions. Uh, and and so when I had, even as a younger creator, raised my hand and said, hey, why don't we try it like this? I, I, I never did it like, you're always doing it in a, I'm tr- we're trying to make the best thing. So no well, one ever spat my hand. So I was trying to relate to the younger creators. If you think you have a better way to do it, don't be shy about it. You well, know, sure. they, 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 one great thing about comics, there, there isn't a way there, there's ways to get it done, but there isn't a way to do it, you know? So, no, I understand. And I'll, the only macro point I was going to make comparing yeah. where Marvel was, just as you guys were entering and stuff, and it, it it was at a certainly a creative low point. Oh yeah, I they were bankrupt. too. They were literally in bankruptcy. Right, right, and that's why. And DC wasn't in in financial ba- bankruptcy. No, nope. but you know the failures of the New Fifty Two really had to make Jeff Johns stand up with Rebirth and go, okay, this is what we need to get back to. This is the direction we're going. And truly, I think since the beginning of Rebirth, and that was you know two years or three years before you jumped on, yeah. uh, you know that that they every uh, I guess my point is yeah maybe these companies need that kind of creative slump to suddenly stand up and go all right wait a minute we've been breathing our own air in the same room for far too long let's open a window and get some fresh air in here because you know we're, kind of, it's, we're it's, running I, in circles I, I gotta tell you I mean people have like uh, put a lot of this thoughts on on me and because of the move and everything lately and. And people who really dig in the Superman thing will say, oh, you're so revitalized, right? And I'm like, which is a very nice thing to say, but like I, I was really working hard on Defenders. <laughs> like I was, of course you were. Like, like, no, like, I should show you. It's and they were... <laughs> hard to describe like, like, like there hasn't been something I, I, I felt like malaise about while I was working on it. Oh, I, no, I, I understand. I didn't so mean you, you know. You do realize I wasn't talking about you. I was talking oh, about no, the no, no. I was, I was describing okay. from my own personal go experience. Go on. Yeah, no, go on. And yes. I, I, I've learned that <laughs> you can't even imagine – if something didn't work for you, what it's it still could have been made with all the best intentions behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, I, I don't. Of I don't course. like. I, you can't speak, but I, I can speak to the fact that I definitely feel very lucky 
that I'm, I've come to DC at just the right time for me to come to DC. Like, like, like Dan, I, I've heard like I'm meeting him just at the right time. Like we're re- like we're really like getting along, and and it, like every, everybody's at this at a really good headspace. And and I definitely this move was was creatively the right choice for me at, at this exact moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I do now because by the way, we're about <laughs> what, what day is it today? It's almost one year to the day that I agreed behind the scenes to the move. Wow. So, Crazy. so I've been Crazy. at DC in my head for, for a year. Well, and knowing you the way I do, that's Newsarama Vanita is like, you know, what do you think? And I literally said the same thing. This is the perfect time. And it wasn't that you were. But you don't I, know I, it at the time. You kind of sure. hope it. You look around and go, sure. it feels like it, you know, and then you step out and sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Right. I, and this is a huge one. So I was like, oh, I hope it is. <laughs> but I well, was sure. Uh, I was, I was now that it's been a year and. I'm still uh, dizzy from my Frank Miller dinner uh, that I uh, um, I can tell you it was it was it was the right move creatively, by the way, uh, it is w- when I speak of this, I'm speaking that more than anything. Uh, I I'm, I'm thrilled. All the Jinx World books are selling. I, I can't even may I may I say if I can take a moment, that, that is the biggest relief. Oh, I have no control over what sells, what doesn't sell, you know. Of course. So I just want to say thank you to everybody for for landing these Jinx World books. It was such a relief, you know, because not only my my friends kind of came over with me and kind of everyone was holding their breath and hoping for the best. So it would have been it would have been embarrassing and you know bummer if it didn't work out, but it, it did. So I'm I'm so grateful. Absolutely, yeah. and I w- I want to talk about cover and and truly yes, you you'll inform me about what I'm missing so far in Pearl and shame on me because I do love. Oh no, it's okay. Well, we can talk. Covers covers a better co- comic to talk about on this podcast anyhow because uh, people who listen to this podcast I think would really dig that book. So I agree with you. I agree with you. Or well, be completely it, annoyed by it, one way or the other. So, <laughs> well, so. but I want to. I'm not done with Superman. Yeah. I just want to oh, say okay. that I yeah. I mean no. Um, Either of my actually, there's something in 1004 I want to talk about. You know, there sure. uh, there's a scene where Superman actually comes to the Daily Planet and, and stops uh, uh, something bad happening to a reporter. Yep. Uh, and, and I wrote it about eight months ago, um, and I wrote it before uh, uh, quite a few big things have happened. And it's gentle, and 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 the bad guy loses and the good guy wins. But uh, it was so frustrating every time the PDF showed up, I, I would I, I would cringe because of something else, like something else in the real world would make me cringe because of that scene. I didn't take the scene away. I, I left it. But I just wanted people to know I I I, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, but but I, I go, that's that, that's how I feel. So I'm not changing it. But but um, but just so you know, it, it weighed heavy. Well, I loved I loved the uh, the and I know it was in an earlier issue when um, whatever drops the guy out of the sky and Robinson's like, yeah, that was Superman. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, really? How do you know? No, it was definitely Superman. And it, it was great. And, and Perry kind of cutting her down. Yeah. Be like, well, I got film of Superman, uh, hap- you know, in this town while that was happening. So where's your pictures? Yeah, I mean, it, I have a lot know. of friends that are reporters like you, and um, uh, you're you're hearing a lot of stories lately. A lot of very interesting uh, compromises are being made, and or not yeah. being made, yeah. and um, 
we may be dying a death of a thousand little cuts or we're winning a, a battle with a thousand little cuts. It's hard to tell. So again, that's part of the, the, the cheating of, of writing action comics is that the influence is so, <laughs> it's so obvious in our yeah. lives. Absolutely. But well, it, again, but also, and also, by the way, uh, take away all uh, all that stuff because I don't think any of it's political. It's all sociological to me. Um, uh, I I do. Who doesn't like just hanging out with people who are really good at their jobs? Everyone at the Daily Planet is really good at their job. And another writer said to me uh, recently, uh, who has worked at both Spider Man and Superman, and just said, "Wow, are they different places? Isn't that interesting?" I go, "I know they're totally different places." The Bugle and the Planet. Oh my God! Yeah, yes, they like, are. It's right, writing the Washington Post and the and the New York Post is completely different. Yes, and and that's it's, a good, uh, <laughs> it's that's so a good charming. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like like no, like someone said. Um, it was a, a friend of mine uh, who I actually don't think you've ever spoken to, and they said they wrote uh, Perry for the first time and. And was shocked how not Jonah Perry is. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. Oh, but, it, but you think, oh, they're both rough and they both, you know, but, but sure. no, completely different. No question. No. So and that's happy. and that's the thing. It's great to uh, that. And truly, I mean that, that you're right. The The Daily Planet is, you know, you you get it. You get that culture. You get these individuals and uh, and it comes through. Absolutely. Um, and also, again, Adam Strange's moments, yeah. the Guardians' moments, yeah. the League's moments. Uh, it's Batman. Thank you. you know, I, I, well, I was really proud <laughs> with. May I say, I have something coming up with Adam Strange. If I allow myself a moment of uh, uh, hubris here, uh, um, that joke where Adam Strange is just like can't find the Earth it started as like a, just a one-liner joke, and then it, it it revealed a scene that's coming up in the next issue of Superman that I've never seen ever before. And that's so hard to find something you go, I've never seen that before in a superhero comic. And so I'm, I'm excited to, when you see it, you'll laugh because it's ridiculous, but it's original. That's awesome. Well, that's great. Cause and it's Adam I something about Adam strange. I, I yeah, I can't, I love about. Adam strange. I always well, have man. Yeah. You even, know, the, uh, even uh, Ginny Hex's uh, trunk, the first thing she pulls out of it is a uh, Adam strange ray gun. Oh, that's fa- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm excited about Jeannie Hex. That's a great. That's a great idea. Oh yeah, and- people get to meet her like next week. Like she's in the new Batman uh, Walmart thing. Oh, that's great. Cool. You know, yeah. dude, I don't live close enough to a Walmart. It's been driving me nuts. The first time I went to look, oh, I can. Thought I'll, I was. I can send you these PDFs. You'll like them. You'll oh, just, that'd be great. Start, Thank you. You'll have uh, <laughs> Nick's work. It will. It, it will. Mar- it will it's got the same kind of energy as Art and Franco in, in the best way. I think you'll, oh, that's great. Oh, no, I, I'd love to. Thank you. Because it's, it's truly, I'm missing. Fun in the good way. You know, I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm missing Tom's Superman story with Adam as well. And it's just, so oh. good. And what I love about it, but this is where Dan DiDio is, is really good at his job. He, he knew inherently something interesting would happen from us switching characters at sure. this moment. And he kind of knew we would inherently do something completely different than the other person is doing right now. Sure. Without even trying, without even making it like, like, well, I didn't say, well, I'm going to do the opposite of Tom. I said, I have to find my Batman. And when I did, it wasn't anything like what's going on in Batman right now. So, and that's what, and his Superman, his Lois, it's just really great. 
right? And not what we're doing. It's fantastic. So you get cool. people who want it. And, and that I always felt good about that when like me and Dan Slott were on Spider-Man, like you want like different, really strong, different flavors. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And man, I'll tell you, Tom's been teasing us with Adam art on his Twitter feed. And uh, obviously, Superman's back to alien boxing, which <laughs> you, you had me at hello. I was so happy he did that because it, it, it scratches my itch to do the alien boxing. So. <laughs> I No, dude. And, and truly, when you know, I missed your Wonder Comics announcement and we got together, you're like a Dial H for Hero. I'm like, oh, is, is Robbie Reed? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I have to tell you, and I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, I – Boy, oh boy! I thanks to everyone for the reaction to Wonder Comics. Um, as exciting as Superman and Jinx World is, and it really like if that was all I had, that would be amazing. The trifecta, the Wonder Comics was like the the next piece of of this partnership, and the thing that made me want to leave Marvel to do this. Right, like I would go, like they, like this, they. They put a bunch of things in front of me and then and, and an imprint and was one of them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, what would that be? And, the, and and it's as close to what I envisioned as anything I've ever thought of in comics. And like I'm not the author of it all. And it's still coming together exactly how I imagined it. It's kind of amazing. So, so are you- I, I, it's such a beautiful experience. I, I, I really going to have to get out there and stump for people to really – like, you know, pre-order these books because I, I, the retailers don't know how to order Wonder Twins by Mark Russell. They don't. So we're, we're, we're going to have to get out there and really show them how special these books are, which I'm really excited to do. So, yeah, one, one down again. Yeah, yeah sure. So, so uh, yeah, so Wonder so, Twins so is they, Mark Russell. So the, 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 the anchor book, the, the lead book of the, of the line is Young Justice. And that's by myself and Pat Gleason. And, and the idea why we're off of action comics so quickly, as I, as I talked about um, uh, on the panel, and it's a little weird. So people read those first two issues of action comics, and immediately you can see me and Pat Leeson are like a match made in heaven. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, you guys are clicking oh, really well. Absolutely. Just, oh, just absolutely. But as we were getting into it, I got more and more of a sense of how deep the collaboration between Peter and Pat on Superman was. Now, other people have had long runs on the book together, but not a deep collaboration. They had a very, Pete and Pat had a very, as deep as me and Alex had on Daredevil or me and Mike on Powers. That was how intertwined and personal their their collaboration was on Superman. So once you're in the middle of it, you kind of feel like, ooh, I'm, I'm in someone's very personal business. Like this is, this is their thing. Right. So, but at the same time, I was really enjoying my pat time. So I came up with the idea of saying, Hey, why don't we start our own thing? That isn't Superman that we can enjoy each other. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. I was always feels like I was, I might have made jokes about being like ex-girlfriends and other, you know, like your, your collaborators feel like romantic partners, but it did. I felt like I was like, making out with Pete's girlfriend or something. It just, it was, it was felt weird. So, and I don't even know them that well, either of them. So I, I didn't want to project all of it onto them, but I, I said to Pat, I go, you know, listen, I, I, I have this, this, this book and it features a lot of characters you're amazing at Robin, Superboy, you know, like things that you have landed perfectly. And then he told me, actually, I have been, 
trying to find a way to get a Young Justice book going for a while. I really want to do Young Justice deeply. So we combined our pitches uh, together, uh, and literally it's like the best of both, to make this thing that we feel deeply uh, uh, connected to. Now, uh, the other thing that's interesting about me and Pat is Pat um, also has a lot of children. He has five children. Oh, wow. And I know who has more children than me. Uh, <laughs> and so so we're, 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 we're deeply coming at this uh, as, as, as fathers looking to put something hopeful and beautiful and, and as honest as the ultimate line was um, uh, out there. So, so Wonder Comics just gives us this anchor in which we can build a team of all the young heroes in the DC universe and have them interact with each other uh, and with the DC universe in continuity um, uh, in, in a completely unique way. It lets me continue the thematic work I was doing in Miles Morales and Riri Williams, but with completely different characters and a completely sure. different quest. But it was thematically, it lets me like keep scratching that itch. Um, so from Young Justice, uh, I, I, I threw out the other books that I wanted to do. Uh, and literally, it's, I, 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 it's a line of books that I would like to buy. Right? And yeah. if I... I, this is so douchey to say out loud, but if I was a fan of mine, I'm not. But if I was, <laughs> what would what would that line look like that would delight the shit out of me? Right. And like I think about like the, there's a few people online who I, 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 I thought of this would really as a fan make them just delighted. And they were, you know what I mean? So it was kind of built for that a little bit, you know. And OK. And, and so I, I love the Wonder Twins. And sure. I think they're special and unique. And I think there's a reason that they have survived all the cheeky cliche-ness and all that. And I think I told you, like, I was once opening the Funko Pop of the Wonder Twins with my daughter, Tabitha, who's seven. And she loves all female heroes and any monkeys or, you know, she's going to be a, definitely be a, a like a, a veterinarian. So we're opening it's it's twins and they have a pet alien monkey. She's like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Gleek, right? This is this is cool. And I'm like, yeah. So we have to make a book that says to this girl, this is cool. I also thought because I can't remember I told you this before, but while we were doing all the negotiation and deciding what to do, the one thing Dan said yes to, but I could tell was reluctant, was Wonder Twins. Was it from you know? I wondered if one of the reasons why we hadn't gotten a book since the Hanna Barbera tie-in um, was it a legality thing or anything? Not a legality thing. It was just you know sometimes you got to hear that take. You got to hear the right take. Well, that's you true know, too. It's this, a, again, this it, is every, thirty years e- ago. Every yeah. editor and editor in chief, every boss I've ever had has had a character that they're obsessively in love with and can never find the right take for, or a character they don't like but everyone else loves. So. Sure. But they don't take the character away. They say, all right, I'm the hardest audience for this character. Sell it to me. Sure. Make me want to publish it. Right. So I always look at that as a good thing. When, like, like, so I was like, what writer would make anybody who loves comics buy this book? And it was Mark Russell. Like, yeah. when, like after Flintstones, you go, I will buy anything this guy does. And, and the weirder, the more I'll buy it. Agreed. Oh, he's doing Wonder Twins? I'm in, totally. I would totally buy that book, right? 
So that was that. And I, I, I feel very good about it. I, it's one of the best castings I've ever been part of. Uh, I was so glad he said, yes, yeah. so there was one editor at DC who said, we're never going to find anybody to be on Wonder Twins. And literally with a line of people. It was so funny. That's um, awesome. And well, I know when they've made those mock uh, movie poster for the Wonder Twins movie and stuff. Uh, it's how many... my screensaver. The Alex Ross Wonder Twins is my yes from my laptop. <laughs> well, and I just remember on Twitter how many creators like, ah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and remind me, I want to talk about that in a second, too, about sure. the, creators rea- the creator's reaction to Wonder Comics, if I forget to get to it. Um, so and then uh, Dialect for Hero, I had offered it to Sam before I had uh, an offer from DC Comics. I had it in my head that we were going to make Dialect for Hero and that Sam was going to write it because I wanted to read Sam Humphrey's Dialect for Hero. Yeah, it's good casting. And, yeah, it, yeah I, and, and Joe Quinones was our first choice, our only choice, and literally waited two months for him to figure out it, it, it was his destiny. Uh, and I've worked with Joe. I, 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 it, I, I, I believe having having Joe is deep into the script with Sam that this was, is the the best script Sam, uh, Joe has ever been given for Joe's talent. That's I, awesome. Joe, I yeah, Joe, him. Joe is going to kill this. Loved him and, and chip with uh, Howard the Duck, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, and Joe, Joe has done amazing work with amazing people. I'm, I'm just saying this is this is up there. Okay. And and then the fourth book is uh, Naomi, and that's uh, myself and David Walker. And uh, Jamal Campbell, and it's a brand new book. It's like uh, Jessica Jones and Miles Morales were adding a character to the DC universe, and with her, uh, different than those other characters, it, she's bringing in a whole additive element to DC that wasn't there before. Uh, she's people- she's the point of view, ca- and, and forgive me if I'm spoiling, but you told me about this when we were hanging out and everything. She's the one that it, like witnesses an incident. Yeah, in the in the first issue of of her book, uh, Superman, uh, she lives in a, in a smaller town in the Pacific Northwest of the DC universe. So we get to name a new a new city in D, in DC. That's always fun. Lovely. And um, and uh, she is a brown skinned girl in a in a, a predominantly white town, and she's adopted. And when Superman and Mongol literally in a fight, just bounce in the middle of the city and bounce out, you know, like literally just one of those moments that rattles the, the small town, but it was only a second of Superman's life. Um, it opens up a door to her dis- to discovering things about her adoption that she didn't know about. And that's going to open a door in the DC universe that no one knew anything about. Cool. And it's by myself and David Walker, who I love dearly. It is uh, us. I think, Finally rolling up our sleeves and doing a book worthy of our very long, deep friendship. And, but what has happened in the interim, and I, uh, I, this is one of those things I always feel stupid saying on your show, but people are going to see that I'm telling the truth very soon. And I apologize to Jamal for saying this out loud, but it, it has happened. Uh, this book uh, was a book that me and David created and invited Jamal to join us. He's a co-creator of the book. And then very quickly, it became a Jamal Campbell moment that we're just a part of. Uh, awesome. Jamal has authored this book with such um, expertise. Uh, it, it's such a beautiful book uh, that I, I've showed it to many other creators uh, to get their take. 
and they go, this rattled me. Why is this rattling me? And I go, I, I, it feels to me much like Mitch on, on Mr. Miracle when someone just puts something down and says, no, this is how it's going to be from now on. And uh, that's what's happened on Naomi. It's an absolutely beautiful, gorgeous book. I think it also benefits from Jamal. There was at one point where Jamal was up for being on Miles Morales. Like he was, we were, we were considering him. And there was a version where if I stayed uh, at, at, at Marvel that we would be doing that together. But instead, here I am and Jamal, who had many choices in front of him, uh, very smartly chose to build something brand new with us. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm, you know, it, it's hard to describe. I've had it a few times, but I was sitting next to Jamal at dinner after he was just taking in the fact that the entire world saw his young justice art, that, that piece of artwork that everyone saw that young justice flying through the air piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Jamal. And that's an artist who never had that big of a spotlight before and had now the biggest spotlight he ever had. And uh, watching that happen is quite magical. I watched it happen with Sarah. I watched it happen with David. And uh, so it's quite beautiful to be part of. And he's such a sweetheart and deserves every second of it. So I just wanted to share that with people. He's such an amazing creator and he's worked his ass off. And to watch, to watch someone work their ass off and just genuinely own a moment is just something special. That's awesome. Yeah. No, they, hey, man, great books. They, they sound great. And, uh, and, and so, so yeah. people understand uh, how it's working. Wonder Comics is being published by Elisa as well uh, with me uh, through uh, DC Comics. So Elisa is publishing both Drinks World and Wonder Comics, uh, being edited uh, out of the Superman office. Uh, so we're going to have some connective tissue there as well, also helping us keep all the books in continuity in the DC. Because sometimes with imprints, uh, people get scared, like, uh, you know, particularly with so many characters have been out of the loop for a while, they think that it might not count, but it absolutely does. That's cool. And yes, I've even heard after the announcement was made that, yes, it's in continuity. I was hearing, uh, I think it was Publishers Weekly's podcast, and they're like, is this because of the comparison to the Ultimates? And they're like, is it DC Universe? No, it's it separate. No, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, no, man, it's just, it's yeah, it's in DC continuity. It's totally in the DC. DC continuity, uh, and there's no reason it shouldn't be. All of these characters have a very unique path that isn't like anything else. The, the Ultimate Universe was a separate place because there was a separate Spider-Man doing a, a parallel journey, right? So it needed its own universe. Uh, these characters are not having a parallel journey to anyone, right? Even even uh, Robin and Superboy have a very unique story to tell, different from anyone else's. So there's no need at all for. Anyone. I understand. Yeah. You know, and, and and you know, back to Connor for a second. Ever since you know you, you announced Young Justice, it's like I, I'm I'm a Connor fan as well, and I look forward to the day that Connor and, and John Kent uh, sit down and have a couple conversations. Oh, that's yeah. going to be pretty interesting. There, there, there's so many, and, uh, and and so and just so and so people know a couple things about Wonder that that hasn't been very clear. Uh, this isn't the entire roster of Young Justice. Uh, we haven't re- revealed everybody. We revealed enough to get everybody excited, but we want to genuinely have excitement in the book as well. So we're going to have some surprises there as well. And um, these aren't all the books. We already have a couple of. Um, I guess will be considered second wave, but we're just going to put them out when they're ready of some uh, magnificent creators uh, uh, putting together some new material for us as well. So this isn't is there a, creators and this isn't all the projects. Is there a release date for these first wave of books yet or yeah, not? Uh, Young Justice and Naomi are both debuting in January. 
Oh, great. The, okay, uh, yeah, cool. uh, Wonder Comics is the new cover of previews, which, uh, oh, which I was uh, delighted by, was not expecting, um, and, and does speak. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the great joys I had at Marvel was that Joe and I were very much on the same page, just organically. You can't force it. It's just like I, I'm making uh, – we're making the kind of comics we both think we need to be making at the moment – and I'm yeah. right now at DC, when people say I'm, I was meeting Dan at just the right time, it's it, it's happened again where Dan and Jim and Mike and Brian, everyone I'm working with at DC, we're making the same kind of we're, we're, we see that the same kind of comics are needed at the moment. Right. The, the, the joy and hope of Superman and Wonder Comics is we, we all agree this is where we should be putting our energy. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just really excited about it. Sorry. All good, man. Yeah. No, what are you talking about? People want to hear this I'm stuff. Excited. You know, man. Yeah, that's good. I, no, I, man. You know, it was it was such a even even the idea that like Dan in our first meeting he goes, you know, where we had a lot of luck with Young Animal and the, these uh, signature imprints. If, it, if what would yours be? What would you do? Right? And I thought, and I was my original thought was, uh, ooh, like a line of crime comics, right? Like a like a, sure, like a Plastic Man and the and the question, and and then and then I went, oh no, for, like. Like Jinx World is a line of crime comics already. <laughs> it really it is. is. Like, of course it is. Yeah, being itched, and then and then as as like, you know, I hadn't written my last Miles Morales comic yet, or my last Riri Williams. Like, I hadn't even missed my my who I was going to miss at, DC, at at Marvel, right? So, um, so as I was writing those last issues, and I and I realized, oh, I'm this, I'm going to miss this energy, this this you know that that the, that that great moment of of when you realize the world sucks and and first love and all that. I'm I'm going to miss sure. it, and then realize, oh, that's your imprint, stupid. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Do you see yourself eventually getting to some of these street level? DC characters. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, because I'm getting to them in, in action comics and getting in, in, in other projects that I'm doing at the company. Like, uh, like, and for people who don't know, like in uh, action comics 1005, like the the page after yes, yes. you've read is the is the question. Yep, beating someone up over a dial H uh, dial. So, oh my! Yeah, oh my! <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting like like slowly but surely I'm getting to everything and. I think people already know that uh, Alex Maleev and I, after we're done with this run of Scarlet, have a big DC project on the books already approved. I don't think it's hard to imagine that we'll be diving into some of the shadows of the DC universe under Alex Maleev's pen. That's excellent. Well, and I'm hoping uh, that there's more to come with Guardian and and the question. And oh, yeah, that's, like that. a, that's a massive storyline that's going on. Um, uh, and and uh, some people have already seen in the previews uh, a, a little hint of something going on with something about Leviathan. So Yes, indeed. And also on uh, one of the uh, desks and, and the post-its had a, a bunch of Leviathan stuff. And, in fact, looked like it had a Brian Bendis Leviathan pitch. I mean, that, it just seemed that if Perry White had my pitch document on his desk and we released it to the public a year before the event actually happened, that's got to be a first. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what happened. That sounds ridiculous. Why would you do such a thing? Other yeah, well, than just to be crazy and to see if you can get away with it. 
Um, Some strategic whiteout in, in certain places. It was obviously. very, very funny. It was gone over like the Zapruder film. It was very, very funny. Uh, there's no question. I'm sure everyone's doing that. I, hey, man, I'm reading this stuff on my tablet, and I'm zooming in and looking at every <laughs> post-it and everything. And no, Absolutely. That's, that, that's a fun thing to do on a tablet. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, also, uh, yeah, so you wanted- people are getting with the where, where like the fourth issue of Superman and Action Comics. Now it's really where you get to see – Oh, we're building and building and building towards something. Like of course. It, it, the pieces are just starting to pile up. Yep. So, no, yeah. absolutely. So one, one's piling up in a very cosmic way, and one's piling up in a very uh, gritty way. Absolutely. A grounded way. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So no, good stuff, Maynard. Absolutely. You said you wanted to go back to, I believe, creators' reaction. Oh, to Wonder you Comics? know, I, I'm a, one of the two things happened after Wonder Comics was announced. I, for the first time ever, I always hear from the creators, you know, looking for gigs or you know, want to know, you know, if there's time or inclination. You know, always, ever, even when I was an indie creator, it, it, it you know, you hear from people. I heard from an inordinate amount of creators and an inordinate amount of creators I admire personally who were uh, either interested in Wonder Comics or very grateful that that's what I chose to do with my energy. Um, and, And I was very happy about that. And then I thought about it for a while. And I and, and and someone said something about like, oh, you have a privilege and you used it for a good thing. Right. And then I and I and then I thought for a while and I wondered if I if I if it was a privilege, like like I I, I know not everyone can procure a, a, an imprint, but there's a lot of creators who seem to think they didn't have control over the energy they were putting out in their work. Like like you can put out a creator own book or a Tumblr or something with this energy that you want in your comics that you're not saying it was basically people saying they weren't seeing the energy in the comics that they wanted, but they were seeing it out of like Jamal's work. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, that's too uh, like, and then I'm like, well, but we are the people that make the comics. We're the ones that should, you know, and, and, and I felt bad. There's certain creators that felt that they weren't in control of the energy they could put out there. And I know that everyone's looking for a gig and you got to get the gig you get, you know, but you can also make your own gig too. And, and I just wanted to kind of put it out there that to the indie creators, to the established creators, that we're, we're, we're not beholden to any corporation to allow us to do something. Uh, we're, we're all have the ability, and I tell this to all my students, that you don't, you don't have to wait for Marvel and DC to, to let you do something. You can just go do it. Yeah, you have to let them, to let, let, them let you write Batman, but if you want to write a, a, a revenge story about the Dark Knight you don't need Batman or DC to do it, right? And yeah. if you want to write a hopeful story about about that moment where youth becomes adult, um, you don't need Marvel or DC to do it. And 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 sometimes that that the machinery overwhelms the creators. And I want to remind them that you do not have to let that happen. That sure. the machinery is there. But it does. It only overwhelms you if you let it. That it's very easy to step away from it and make your own thing. Uh, I, that's why when I when I see Greg Pak having such luck with his uh, not luck, but having uh, uh, such success with his Kickstarter uh, yep. for his princess book, that I I, I want to like 
hyperly focus other creators' attention on it because look, look how much Greg's uh, uh, value is. Like his value is is very high in this industry because uh, of that. And I think there's a lot more creators in this industry who have that ability, who have that value, and they don't test it. And I know it's very scary to test it. I just tested myself and it was, it was terrifying. It's terrifying. But it's truthful and you you put yourself out there and you and 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 so i just when i saw so many creators being very nice to me about it it also made me go but you can do it too you really can so i just wanted to put it out there do it Agreed. Make, the comic, make the comic you want someone to be making for you this is why i created word balloon for that exact reason it, it absolutely is you wanted this show that is 100 yep. percent true and, and where been, can I get a Jew in Portland to talk endlessly about himself? <laughs> it's true. And I just uh, sit back and watch the clicks. It's very true, man. And then I uh, – exactly. And now I'm trying to do it with boxing as much as I am with uh, comics. I got back to boxing. And I want you to know I love you so much that I try to hang in there with that boxing. And I'm, <laughs> Did you listen? I don't understand any of it. That's okay. It's it is. It's it's an. I mean, dude, I'm seriously. not saying that because you don't. We won't read Pearl. I'm saying it because I'm joking. <laughs> I, 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 I I just want you to know I love you as a broadcaster, and sometimes you know that that's all I need. It's, it's inside it's, baseball. I get it. Buddy. Someone it's okay. to like something, you know. So no, no, I I get it, and and truly, I've got my non-comic reading fans who, when they listen to Word Balloon, I'm always like, oh, that's so nice. I'm like, God, that must be. A foreign language to you. I mean, because yeah, no, we, 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 we're, we're doing the shorthand of talking about these characters because we know them so well and the audience knows, the, the core audience knows them so well. We, so, yeah, sometimes I worry that I don't explain. people who have just found us on iTunes. This is true. And just started listening and don't buy comics. So, hello to those people. How you doing? I'm, I, it makes me happy that they just kind of enjoy the sound of our music. You know, no, be, amen. That, Dude, that's I, I, I have many shows like that in my life, so I'm happy to be that for people. I, I told you I spoke to a reporter recently, and they asked me about like when we first got together and everything. And I'm like, yeah, man, we just luckily we clicked and yeah. laughed and, and, you know, had a couple really good skull sessions. It's like, we should do this more often. And it's like, yeah, I, sure. I, 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 was, I, forget, I think I was talking to uh, Matt about it. And I said it, it when you look back on it, you go, oh. Me and John came together exactly the way you'd hoped me and John would come together. Aww. Right? It wasn't nothing Thanks, forced, nothing, you know. No. Just, we just kind of fell into a podcast. It's, kinda... it's... <laughs> that and truly, I think the New York show in 06 when they shut down the room. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I reminding me, you... I meant to bring that up earlier because we were at that. <laughs> what, that was kind of a historic show, too. The first, first New York New show back. It was just fucking yep. bedlam, right? Yeah. And the fire a, marshal shut down the room. Yeah. So I, I was the first time I was carried to a panel. And uh, um, <laughs> so to have experienced that crazy show and then having such an amazing one you know, years later at the same place was, was really special to me. Yeah, that was That's when cool. I told the story many times on the show. But that was the, the show where it, it was such a mob scene. It was so – like they weren't ready for the crowds that no one could get to their panels. Like you couldn't get through the right. crowd to get to the panels. So at one point I was lifted up over the security booth by like I, I crowd surfed over, you know, I'm, I, I, and at the time, not a young man then either. 
<laughs> I think age 40 is when you really don't want to be lifted off your feet for any reason whatsoever. And, um, uh, and, and, and yes, uh, uh, to the cosplayers, Justice Superman, who constantly lift me, ask first. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I have show, consent man. issues as well. And, uh, and I'm not joking. I get lifted off my feet without anyone asking, and they take pictures. And, <laughs> and it's, it, it's always weird. Well, now there's less of you to lift, so it's even easier. I think that's part of it. <laughs> it's a compliment. But anyway, uh, I was being lifted over my head. Uh, I was being lifted over a crowd, I mean. I was being lifted over a crowd, and I heard a man in a suit yell at a security guard, you have to let me in. I'm the president of Archie Comics. <laughs> and I, I love a sentence. That. I love a sentence you can only hear once and in that place. Victor right? Gorlich, ladies and, and gentlemen. <laughs> and that is absolutely what I heard. And I don't know if it was him. I just heard someone yell that out. I'm so, assuming it was Victor. But yeah. That's, no, no. Again, it could have been someone just wanting to get in. And they're going to try that. Sure. Out. Oh, that's possible. You're right. But uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing Dan. In line to get back in when yes. I was leaving for a second. And yeah, I'm shrugging. You go, what, what am I supposed to do? It's all right. You know, I'm, 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 no, I'm no better than anybody else in this line. I get it. No, yeah. So. No, and again, yeah, I don't think waiting in line is – I'm just talking – it's very funny when like you – like it, I've never seen a show where you couldn't get to where you were supposed to go. Yeah. You know? And that, that was, was the insane. one. Todd would step out into Artist Alley okay. and then create like a sea of people. Sure. Like he would, he would like, you know, create like this billiard ball effect. It was crazy. Anyway. And I remember it was me and Saul Colt uh, walking mm-hmm. around. Yeah, I remember and, that. And, and yeah, and you're, and that's why you like took pity. You, you David and, and, and uh, Mike are like, hey, man, you can sit with us for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. And uh, we always freak out uh, fans uh, who do, but, but like every once in a while, like someone comes up to you and they just look like they need to sit the fuck down. Right. <laughs> And not in a bad way, not like they're going to pass out. Just no, like, no. You no, know no. what? Two minutes in this chair wouldn't be the worst thing ever happened. You, you want to sit down and it always – it's not a failure. Like I always, like I always causes more trouble than you mean to. But, you know, trying to enjoy fun. the time together. It was very – no, dude, you did – you know what? Seriously, my, uh, my calves gave out on me when we were walking ah, yeah. <laughs> on Thursday. But it was fine. It was – and truly, that's why I'm like, no, dude, I, I walk this much usually in everything. I think it was just, you know, at the, I, my, my legs had reached their daily limit at that moment. Oh, like, also, right. I, like we're also getting we're, – we're getting there. We're, oh, yeah. It's, it's a marathon of physical activity. Like, like there was, I think it was like Friday night where like, – and it's David Mack and David Mack was exhausted. Right, I've never right. seen and David Mack exhausted. Peak peak physical condition, David yeah. Mack. Yeah, exactly. David Mack is I'm exa- I don't think I can make it to dinner. I'm like, oh my god, is it the years of the miles? And he goes, it's the miles. <laughs> well, that's a good transition to cover. Oh, how about that? Look at me. Yeah, nice going. Uh, I no, I truly have loved the first two issues. You were, you guys were very kind to give me the word balloon shout out. Oh no, it issue. was a way for us to. Uh, let people know what world we're in. Yes, you know what I mean. Well, thank oh, you. This world. Thank you. Yeah, and I and I thought, oh, oh, he's a guest on Word Balloon to kind of let you know what level of creator. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he like John's had him on. You know. <laughs> so it, it, it was a good like story beat as well. So it was a good shout out and story beat. But um, yeah, this book. Um, uh, I am deeply grateful. Uh, also, you're hitting us. Uh, issue two came out this week. 
Yes. So this weekend we had an inordinate amount of activity about the book online on Twitter, particularly um, where people found it. And because it was the second issue and because I'm uh, happy to announce it, uh, it proves issue one wasn't a fluke on David's part. And it's just this beautiful book uh, that is going to continue to be that beautiful. Uh, people were very uh, delighted with what David had done. So we got we got a lot of emotional response this weekend. Uh, so thank you to everyone. It, it is a very personal book, obviously. Even the jokes are, are, are deeply personal, almost embarrassing. And, um, and, and and things that you wouldn't even know are embarrassing or embarrassing. You know, it's that kind of embarrassing. Uh, and uh, the good kind. And um, so this book is very special to us. It is, uh, and it is something crazy happened behind the scenes for issue three that I wanted to share a little bit. Um, so David is very good friends with Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, mm-hmm. I've worked with Bill uh, and, 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 and love him dearly, but Dave, David and Bill are very close. And uh, uh, Dave, David has been sharing with Bill what we've been doing. And so for those who read issue two, you meet this character, Isad. Um, and in issue three, you get to see some of Isad's work as a comic, comic book creator. And I say in the script, this is what Isad's work looks like. And it's big and it's crazy. And, you know, and, and, and I said, and maybe we'll get someone else to draw it or maybe David, will, you'll do a different style altogether. Like we have, we have many ways we can accomplish this. You know what I mean? So he showed it to Bill and then Bill just drew four pages of our book without asking. That's he awesome. said, I'll be the voice of Isad and drew four amazing pages. So for people who are buying cover next issue, for some reason, Bill Sienkiewicz drew a bunch of that's great. That's fantastic. I have been in comics a very long time, and many magical things have happened with creators. Of I've never seen another creator just go, "Oh, I'll draw some of it for you." It, it was yeah. beautiful, and 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 there are gorgeous pages. And I was walking around New York Comic, and that was another thing where I'd walk around New York Comic Con and go, "Oh, look what Bills and Kevin did for us." And and amazing. people go, these are really amazing pages. I'm like, yeah. So so uh, the book is meta on top of meta on top of meta. And I couldn't even imagine it. Well, that's I look forward to talking to David about this, too, because clearly uh, both of your experiences in the intelligence world are uh, <laughs> are coming are coming to light. Yeah. And uh, happy to announce uh, when we started this project, we, we were hoping we wouldn't be closing the door on those experiences. Um, but uh, I'm going back to Langley in about four weeks. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I was so I was so thrilled to get the get the call. And uh, and, and, I, and I did write. Uh, are you guys aware of this book I'm doing? <laughs> I didn't want to get there and, you know. You know, you find out then. But uh, right, so, right. So, what did they were they aware of it? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and 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 David's been uh, getting um, hearing from the State Department again to do more of that work, which he's amazing at, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting to hear. I'm really waiting to hear like full details on a. Uh, you know, I gotta. I assume that uh, he'll be uh, making his Bing Crosby holiday uh, special uh, appearance. Absolutely. Uh, at, uh, I, because um, uh, I'm in, uh, <laughs> I'm, we're in our new house. We just moved. I'm in my, my new studio, which includes uh, the, the David Mack part of the studio is all in. Lovely. I, I literally took a picture. Go look, your couch and table are here. So, <laughs> uh, and, 
And there's, <laughs> I literally have boxes that say David Mack. I like there's David Mack's belongings uh, moved with us. So um, I have a lot of his crap here is what I'm saying. And, and, and I'm right now putting all my books. I'm doing what a lot of people get to do. I'm re, re, basically rebooting my man cave. Uh, and mine, of course, is very uh, art book related. It's all about the art books in mine. So uh, some people have tequila. Some people have uh, workout rooms. Mine is all art books. So uh, um, I'm literally creating um, uh, my new studio that is just so David Marquez can come over here and go, oh, my God, at art books. <laughs> that's what he does. So I'm doing that. And also it's, it's fun because you get to like revisit all these books that I love, like putting them back on the shelf. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love this book. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. No, I, I went through that when I moved to my bigger apartment and everything. And yeah. like you said, no. And I mean, God, all my walls have uh, commission sketches that I've had done over the years and everything. I'm looking at my Chris Somney right now and my Gabe Harden. Awesome. My Alex Saviak Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, looking great. Look my David Mack Daredevil. Was your David Mack what? Uh, Dave, uh, David, I got a silkscreen uh, Daredevil that he did back in, God, 04, 05, something like that. My kids all have portraits by him. That of course they do. That's beautiful. Portrait. No, he did for that's Christmas. Excellent. He's really their uncle. Yeah, but that's awesome. What was really loving is that when they moved into their new rooms, they all individually unpacked their David Mack painting and hung it up like first. Like, that's like it's home when yeah. this is hung up. I, I haven't told David that. He's going he's gonna, to – even he might tear up a little when he sees this. It was quite something. <laughs> yeah, it was, that's it was great. lovely. Well, you know, we all, you know, we only did it the one time that he was uh, hanging out with oh, you well, guys. Oh, that's just guarantee it gets done. In the, in yeah, we got Yeah, we got to do it. We really have. For, to yeah, it. he's already said he's coming up. I think he might be coming up for Thanksgiving too. So if that happens, we'll do it in Thanksgiving. If not, we'll definitely do Christmas. So, okay, excellent. Done. Yeah, that'd be great, man. No, it's great, and truly, I love cover. And like you said, it is the book that that Word Balloon listeners would love. Um, yeah, it's a great spot. I think you know, it's this. It's this. I get to write about David in a way that David won't write about himself or might not want to. <laughs> and, uh, and I get to like mush our truths together in, in this unique way. And I, and, and I, I, I am so, uh, like my, my, my like my skin gets, uh, like I, 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 I can feel my skin when I'm writing it. It feels like, so like, um, personal, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sure. Like, like, even though it's, it's almost a comedy, right? Like you write like issue two. Yeah. I, it is, it is a, t- it is a tip of the hat to the, to the in-laws wholeheartedly. Right. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I am, uh, I, 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 boy, I, I, it, it, it is, um, very unique feeling to feel this, uh, naked, uh, and, and, and to feel more so about Pearl and I'm not saying, I'm not making a joke, but, uh, like it feels extremely personal, uh, cool. and, and in not even ways I'm totally connected to yet. Well, again, uh, your collaborations with Mike, uh, both Mike's Oming and Gatos and with David, those were my really earliest, I think, exposures to your work. And um, and yeah, I don't there's and I and knowing the closeness that you have with all three of these guys. Yeah, I mean, I I and again, take nothing away with uh, what's coming with Scarlett and Alex and everything um, has 
has uh, United States of Murder Incorporated uh, started up again yet? Or yeah, no, no we, we got a couple issues out. It did great. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll send you some books. Uh, it did great. Well, I, I, <laughs> uh, go look. I just posted some new pages by uh, Taki and Mike. Uh, Taki uh, has also um, hit some new level in her work. Um, she's kind of exploded, broke apart and exploded. Um, she's also been going through a lot of stuff. She's been very, per, uh, public with, yeah. um, she got yeah. diagnosed with MS, uh, la- last year. And, um, yeah. uh, since then her work has, has hit a new level that it, 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 it it's hard to, it's hard to talk about, to be honest with you. It, it's so explosive to me. So go look at, I posted them on Twitter. It's amazing. That's fantastic. No, that's good to hear. And uh, I've been circling Mike and everything. And Mike no, and I haven't no, talked it, since. It's actually funny. Um, with the announcement of all the new uh, Jinx World books, uh, um, and I have a new agents at William Morris that we were we were I had a lot of meetings about all the new books and and stuff. And um, uh, it looks like Murder Incorporated uh, uh, is landing somewhere very soon. So, hey, awesome! Yeah, so I was uh, I was very happy about it because it's a world I completely adore. And as with the new stuff, you'll see we're, we're just getting to the good stuff. There's so much to 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 do here. And what's interesting about Murder Incorporated is that when it started, it was uh, both the it and Scarlet were were created uh, in the Obama era, but in this era, they've they mean something else. Yep. And what they what it means isn't as obvious as I thought it would be. And it's more interesting than I thought. And with Murder Incorporated, I'm literally writing a crime story about if the world was run by gangsters. Yeah. Boy, I wonder what kind of world that would be. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And unbelievably, the gangsters I'm writing about have more morals than the ones that we're reading about. I'm, I'm shocked. I did not plan that. And it's fucking fascinating. And it's let us open the book up to like uh, in a way we never thought we were going to go. Our next volume is United States of Murder versus the Vatican. So it just really lets us go into places we would have never gone. Outstanding. Yeah, that's excellent, man. And also, God, I hope it's true. Uh, Mike and I both have been getting a uh, word from uh, the TV producers that we worked with. But we did that TV show, The Unexplained. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Jimmy Church. And is that narrow? Narrow? What's the update on that? I think finally the History Channel is going to put it on in November, as I understand it. And also it'll be on Hulu. And Mike did an episode about drones. And I did an episode about the Kennedy conspiracy. Yeah, I really wanted to see both of those things. I was like, well, yeah, yeah man, I, I can't wait to see Mike's episode. And, um, you know, it's funny. It's aired in Canada and it's aired in Germany. And I told Mike about it, too. And I, I'm like, I don't know if you've got any Canadian friends that can, like, you know, tape something for you. Um, this this great guy, Blaine Dowler, who uh, is, a, is a listener of both Word Balloon and also uh, the podcast I do with Art and Franco, the uh, yeah, pod, podcast. He literally, like, set up his iPhone to record the TV screen for me <laughs> and, 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 sent, and, and sent me the episode. And it was so great. And it is. It's literally just like an iPhone recording a TV screen. But it's fantastic. That's okay. And uh, – yeah, and I mean, oh God, I look like hell, but that's okay. No, I uh, had a but... similar experience. <laughs> uh, 
Laugh. Don't don't worry about that. Last, I'm not worried. No, like a, I'm not worried. Two years ago, I got I got uh, like a Nat Geo was doing the special about what the world's going to be like in a hundred years from now or something, right? Yes, I remember. And yeah. we're going to have all these people, like all these like 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 futurists and scholars, mm-hmm. right? So they they flew us down in and really treated us like great. And I met like Sid Mead, like like it was like like a really crazy awesome day where they had us all talk about future futurism and then the thing aired at like two in the morning once on the nat geo channel and it was like, like i was by far the least famous person on this thing right and they never aired it it was weird <laughs> yeah i guess as i understand and it makes sense this year's the 55th anniversary of the kennedy assassination so maybe that's one of the reasons why they were holding it but i mean we're no different than ancient aliens <laughs> The other crap. I know. I know. History no, Channel but I, shows but now. It was it, like Ancient Aliens is, is an interesting show. Like I, it was interesting. I love that. Why show. didn't they air it? It was interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I so. understand. No, I totally understand. I uh, God, I wrote Joe Rogan just on his podcast had a guy on that has been on Ancient Aliens, and he's a tr- he's a legitimate yeah, right. truth sayer, and it's like, look, ninety percent of what they're talking about is such such bullshit, but it's entertaining, and it opens the questions of. Yes, aliens did not create the Incan pyramids, but like what was behind the architecture of that time that they were able to make this stuff? That's a fascinating story. Absolutely. At least it opens it opens the door to speculation of how that stuff could have happened. And again, I mean, Mike and I have talked about this before. I loved the Eric von Daniken books of the 70s, Mm -hmm. Chariots of the Gods, all that stuff. I loved the documentary that Serling uh, narrated of Chariots of the Gods. I mean, and I was, all that uh, stuff. I was a big Jim Mars fan, a uh, huge Jim Mars fan. And uh, he did, um, he, his most famous one was Crossfire, the JFK book. But uh, sure, he, yes. He had a, he had a couple of great books that I'd really uh, propelled a lot of my fiction was uh, uh, Alien Agenda by him and um rules rule by secrecy which is about like secret organizations and like the illuminati definitely came from there sure 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 and but, but, but like all the icon uh, all the imagery and visuals um in in powers about aliens uh was from uh was from that jim mars conspiracy stuff it's all stuff oh. that um people who who say they have seen aliens it's what they say they saw like, sure. a, a, like I use all of that as the basis for the for the aliens and powers just to see if it could be done, like to see if there's a, a story that you can put together. Sure. That holds together. So, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, lo- I love that stuff. And, and, and the reason I, well, as we were unpacking our books, I opened up the box of Jim Mars books and my teenage daughter was like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, <laughs> it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a dark hole of which Mike Loming has never come out of. <laughs> It's true. And again, you know, Mike, Mike has gone to Area 51. Mike has gone to the desert to UFO conventions. I love that. So you really got to get him on. Oh, yeah. No, Mike's, you know, and we've talked about it in the past and everything. Oh, no, no, no. Right. And, and yeah, no. I, well, that's why I'm hoping that um, what they say is true and that it will air in November. And like I said, ultimately, it will also be on Hulu. So awesome. the unexplained. Right. Jimmy Church and yeah you get you get to see Mike talk about drones and you get you get me talking about uh the uh the Chicago plot to kill Kennedy which is a fascinating story. I love Max that Collins, story. I love that Ma- story. Max Collins put it in one of his Nathan yep. uh, Heller books too. Yep. So yeah, no good stuff and yeah, I I was I was beyond thrilled 
to be a part of it. The 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 producers are saying they might be doing something new and coming through town, and they're like, uh, we, "I'm going to try and get you in." I'm like, "That'd be great." Oh, that's awesome. So no, oh yeah, please. Are you kidding me? Again, no, it, was, because, it was funny because like Murder Incorporated, the book originally yes. was all going to be using all of that stuff. Sure. Because, um, as like oh, I get to tell all the murder. Uh, in in a new way, right? And really, I'm doing that stuff in action comics. Like I'm using using nice. all the true crime, murder incorporated stuff is actually being used sure. more in action comics than it's being used in the um, crime comic. Well, I kind of you know yeah, you could kind of see that in the in the uh, arsonist story and, and the red cloud. Yeah, no, it's all uh, it's all like how they fucked with the FBI. It's how they're fucking with Superman. That's cool. So, so will the one will the one thousand? Formerly the 100, will they will they be showing up if they haven't already? Uh, yes. Okay, good deal. There's a lot going on. There, the, the, the Leviathan storyline um, is, is, is something that was proposed to me at DC. They, they came to me and said, what do you think about like this? So, and I'll t- we'll talk about what that is when we talk in December. Um, okay. But, but a, a challenge was put forth to me. And so the Leviathan story will be hitting a lot of things in the DC universe about that. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Vague and enthusiastic. No, I like it. I like it. We can wrap up if you'd like. We can. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta get to work. I'm actually gonna put Buddy, issue of with course. Scarlet to bed tonight. I'm uh, happy that we're on issue five of On Time Scarlets. So all Excellent. of the Jinx World runs will be um, on time. Very happy to say. And and Absolutely. for those who don't know, listen. Um, we also announced at, at um, New York Comic Con that Pearl is going to series. We were originally just uh, going to do a mini series because it was so much work that I wasn't even sure Mike would want to stay on it for more than six. But he he wants in and, and it's doing so well that and we have a story to tell. So we're going to keep going. We're going to give it a year and see how we feel. And then, oh, that's uh, great. And then cover. We're going to do another run of cover. Um, but we're going to give a few months in between for David to uh, – you know, shake it off and direct some videos and get back into it. But but sure, the, no, but the I, okay. stories are writing themselves. Excellent to hear. You got to help me uh, get Gatos, huh? You know, I, I will, and I'll try it again. I, he truly uh, doesn't like doing stuff like this. And, and Gatos and, doesn't? Mike doesn't? Yes. And okay. I, I have... Well, if he doesn't. There's been quite a few, like... May I say there, there's times where I've been like like that Time Magazine piece that they they, they did on me like that's mm-hmm. once in a lifetime. Sure, you don't say of no. Course. To that. Like yes. if you want that, please. You know, that, of course they, it is. They're not going to say. They're not going to ask again, right? Right. So there's no, been I'm a couple of things like that where where Mike has is genuinely passed on them because he doesn't want it, and and so I admire okay. it because you know ego can get in your way sometimes, but he really keeps it pure, and I I admire that hey, about man. him. But at the same time, as people who've seen the last couple of issues of Pearl, this is an artist of great talent who is in the middle of some sort of renaissance. He's in the middle of something very special. I would like to him to come on your air and talk about it because it's it's um, not every day. It's literally like when Bill Sienkiewicz blew up, like he's a completely different artist now. And it's worth it's worth discussing. Well, because I truly loved what he was doing with with uh, Jessica. Oh yeah, uh, at, you know, yeah. at the end and, as well. And if that's all we ever got from him, beautiful. Absolutely. But what uh, pearls what, on what, another level? What he he took our challenge 
with Pearl very seriously in that we are known for something. Let's do something else. You know what I mean? Like, like anyone yeah. could do the thing we're known for over again. Let's try something else, but make it equally as, as, uh, as truthful. And he's That's... taken that to such a high level that I've had to rewrite every issue from, from the start when the artwork comes in. And it's, it's such a, an amazing creative feeling that I would like to get on the air and discuss it with him. But you know. no, you know, honestly, man, Jimmy Chung very politely declined, uh, Another God, one. Uh, yeah, that. Alan, Alan Davis, very politely declined. I, I saw him in uh, Connecticut mm. at that great Connecticut show where I got to talk to Roy Thomas and Jim Starlin and Denny O'Neill again. And awesome. so Mike Barr for the first time. Um, oh, Brian how was Stern Mike for Barr? The first time. How was that? Mike Barr was great, and it was such a great. That, yeah, I'll I'll listen to that. Is that posted? Yeah, it's okay, it's great. a Robin it's a Robin panel, and it's Denny O'Neill, oh. Mike Barr, Jim Starlin, Pete Tomasi, Tim Seeley. Oh Jesus, that's they, a uh, that's a must listen for me. Oh, thank you, and I and truly, yeah. I was really happy with the way the conversation turned out, and it starts with Denny saying. I never got Robin. Why would Batman have these, you know, be lurking in the shadows and have a kid in a red vest, no pants, you know, out there with criminals? It made no sense. And and Mike's the first one to defend Robin, obviously. And then Jim, of course, is like, well, I killed him. I killed a Robin. So, you know, my feelings That's about so Robin funny. as a character. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it was it was terrific. It was a, it was a nice panel. And yeah, I, I got Mike's information and I'll I'll get him back for a nice Long conversation. He talked about Son of the Demon and the yeah. creation of Damien. So I read it I recently. Mean, it's a great man. Another great, you know, graphic novel that you're, you know, I mean, it came of that time of Dark Knight, and everyone was just spitting out graphic novels. But yeah, that was a black label story before That's the current right. black label imprint. You know, really, you, you are reminding me of something I wanted to say on this show. So, Please. and I'm going to say it before I forget. Um, I <laughs> David Marquez was over here a couple of days ago, and we were just like looking at stuff, and and uh, we were flipping through like a new issue of Superman, and there was the full page ad for Norm Brayfogle, and yeah. Yeah. Um, we both said, "Wow, I, I never met Norm Brayfogle, but I bet he would have been startled at how much people loved him." Like the, the 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 genuine warmth that people had on his passing, and and yeah. the days on. And by the way, it went on for days on my Twitter feed. Uh, people talking about, hey, he was a fucking important Batman creator. Yes, he was. Now the reason I, I what made me think was is that I I feel and I I think I might know that there are quite a few creators uh, of of my peer group and of the generation before and behind me who are beloved as much as norm is or was and i they may not know it um just because they don't they, they don't know it but what happened with norm was a creator that always stuck to his guns and did honest work and did and did so without stomping his feet and screaming with a bullhorn like guys like me and mark millar do right um, and did it with like such class and, and coolness. And I just wanted to put out there that there's sometimes a lot of creators that sit there at that grindstone like Norm did and might not know how many people like love their work. And I just wanted to maybe take a minute for these creators that may not feel like they have that love, 
that maybe hop online and look like you do. And for people who who follow us on online, and I, I, I get hit with it all day. I get hit with people saying nice stuff almost every 10 minutes. Maybe go to those creators that don't always get the love and show them a little love. Because I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're hanging out at their drawing table, sometimes 12 hours a day chained to that desk. And it, it can be a little thankless. Uh, and that little, hey, you know what? Uh, I just, I, I love that thing you did last year. I love this thing you're doing now. I love the thing you did 20 years ago. Whatever it is, dropping the line like that to some of these creators that don't always get the love uh, could really make, uh, make their day. So I, I just, I just want to put it out there because the, the norm thing made me think about like the, the creators that don't always know how, how much, how much love they get. Again, I had to die, almost die to, to find out how much people had warmth to me. And, 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 and I, it made me think about uh, if I hadn't made it, maybe I, I, I wouldn't have found out. I got to find out. And wouldn't it be nice if some of these other creators get to, okay, I'll shut up. No, I hear what you're saying, and I and I think honestly, when Norm had the stroke, yeah, people responded and and, and everything. And I I was fortunate enough to meet Norm years, unfortunately, a couple of years before I started the podcast, and I got two great pieces from him. One that I asked him to do because I'm like, you know, I've never really seen you draw Superman before. Would you draw oh, Superman? Reacting? I have to post that. You got it still? Oh, I have, and I and I'll, I'll send it to you. But yeah, I po- oh no, I posted it uh, when he passed, and actually, oh, okay, I posted it when he had the stroke too. Um, but yeah, and it's just, and he's like, well, what do you want me to have him doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, have him reacting to a piece of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And any kind of coils in fear toward, you know, when he sees this thing. And it's great. It's a very youthful looking Superman. It's very interesting. And then the other piece I have is, and it's in, I, I don't have it on my walls right now, and I should, um, was a Batman that he accidentally, like, dipped his, like, his thumb was wet. And so he smudged one of the bats. And he's like, oh, you know, I was supposed to give this to someone. And, you know, obviously I kind of wrecked it a little bit on the bottom. So if you want this as well, ah. it's it's $50 more. I'm like, yeah, sold. Because it's amazing. And it's a great, would have been a great uh, Legends of the Dark Knight cover. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, Norm was amazing. And, God, his stuff he was doing for Archie. Mm-hmm. With Paul Kupperberg, he was working on that Life with Archie series where it was after the Michael Uslin miniseries and it was half the book was him married to Betty and half the book was him married to Veronica and it was hilarious and it was so it was kind of DiCarlo-ish in yep. its little bit. presentation but it was still well it was a different style it was a simpler style and it was a huge departure from what he was doing at DC um, but yeah it was great no it was fantastic and I really was as I think we all were hoping that he'd have the same kind of recovery from a stroke that Frazetta had. Yeah. And that, you know, Frazetta was able to come back and still draw and everything. So it's, it's, it, it was, yeah, it's just heartbreaking to lose Norm. Yeah. I, 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 what I, yeah. And I was just clumsily trying to say that, you know, there's a lot of creators that do a lot of honest work, you know yeah. what I mean? Just good, honest work. And it doesn't always get the flashy headline or the, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or the outrage of the week or whatever. And, right. and, and that sucks up a lot of the air. But what you do have is like, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people just enjoying your work every yep. month because it's honest and good. And um, I, I just I thought the norm thing may may give people a little insight into maybe maybe your work is appreciated more than you think. Sure. And for for those out there who love to share a little love, those creators that don't always get it could certainly might they certainly might appreciate it. Not all of them. No, Some I, of them don't want it at all. 
but uh, but I, I certainly think that it, I, I've seen it go a long way. And and when I saw a lot and me and David were talking about it, but I saw some other creators talking about it as well. It, it just just shocked how much it, it took for us to realize how much Norm meant to Batman in DC, you know, so 100 percent. And again, it was from a different era, obviously. Yeah. So it's there's been some time in in between. Hey, man, my buddy Alex Saviak is like that. I, I love well, Alex's exactly. work. Exactly. Or, you know, and, and, and because I'm so into Amethyst, um, you know, <laughs> you know, the, all, all those guys. Uh, just, just you know, it's just sure. good, good, honest, honor work, and 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 sometimes it takes years and years and years of, of that of just that steady, honest work for people just to turn around and go, hey, thank you, goddamn, I, you I are hear a you, consistent man. pile of excellence in my life. Another a writer like that, Paul Kupperberg. I, I love Paul's writing, and and uh, you know had his had his runs on Superman in the very late seventies and early eighties and stuff, and. Uh, he's been on. He was he was one of those guys I got on for Terrific on that Connecticut uh, convention I went to in August, and uh, yeah, I did a, I did a great interview with him before the show. Then he interviewed this amazing woman editor Barbara Freelander who worked on the DC romance books from sixty four to sixty nine. You know exactly and, what you're talking about. And she she did uh, she was the editor on Swing with Scooter, <laughs> which was like DC's like Archie knockoff. And, coming, and they coming to uh, coming to Wonder Comics next year. Scooter? No, I'm joking. No. That'd be fantastic. You should just play. <laughs> just like you had Jimmy like swear about Snapper Car. Oh, but I will say that before I forget, <laughs> um, the funny thing about Wonder Comics that I, I wanted to talk about that's funny for 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 this uh, show is uh, because uh, Young Justice hits so many of those like those deep Twitter fan bases, you know? Yeah. The content yeah. and the impulse. You know, all those fan bases communicate with each other. The, the, the Let's Talk and the Talking Tim Drakes, you know, they're all part of a group of really positive, excellent voices on Twitter. You know, there's so much, yeah. you know, so much attention on, on you know, uh, bullshit. But but there's the, the talking Let's Talk people are all genuinely positive and really love their stuff. And they got a sense that I might be an easy mark for whatever thing they're really into. So after Young Justice got announced and I brought back Amethyst and blah, 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 I started hearing from like every uh, like I don't I want I, I don't even want to say like, uh, you know, cultish character, but because we're talking about deep deep dc deep dives but i but these for for the for these fan bases i might be their only hope you know so pretty <laughs> like 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 oh he's an easy target <laughs> let's hit the wonder twins guy he might be one of us so that's awesome yeah so that's been very funny so i get a lot of uh i get a lot a lot of a lot of blue beetle fans just begging me begging me for sympathy i can appreciate that well and it was totally good, to, good to see totally understand good Good to see Ted in the uh, skull session with the the Adam and Ryan Choi and the rest when they Thank were trying you. to solve the uh, solve the Phantom Zone problem. That was fantastic. Yeah, man. No, good stuff. No, man. Like I said, and, and, we're, and we're literally just getting started. And and I was like, Andy Corey was the one who emailed me said it's it's been a year. I went, holy shit. And but then I was able to look back and go, well, we did everything we said we were going to do this year. You know, awesome. we, we launched Jinx World, we launched Superman, we launched Wonder Comics. We are we are off to the races, man. We we are doing it. I know you are. No, it's it's. Thank you for letting me part of be part of the ride and ask my few questions and uh, get the full details. And yeah, man, well, let's talk either uh, 
around Thanksgiving yes. or around Christmas. I would, That'd be beautiful. David on here. And also, like, Mike's always hanging around here, too. We'll get a Mike Oming in here. We'll, have, we'll get some guests. Oh, I, that'd be, you know, it's, yeah, I'm happy to talk to Mike separately. And, and but it's fun to have uh, guest stars and, and, and join on. Go on. What did you say? Who else? Uh, Nick Darrington, who I'm doing Batman with. I'll sing I would up. love to have Nick. No, I, I've only had Nick on very briefly when he was working with John. Back in the day. Right. Um, and uh, no, it would be great to get no, Nick and, back. And it's interesting. Nick and David Marquez actually worked together on a Scanner Darkly, the movie of Scanner Darkly. Wow. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So it's crazy. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. Uh, so, yeah. No, that's good stuff, son. All right. Be well. There you go. Another new Bendis tapes in the books. Hopefully we'll be talking in the weeks or if not in a couple months. I'm sure uh, there's new stuff to talk about. So uh, we'll get Brian back and have more great conversations. Have a great Thanksgiving week, everybody. You know, honestly, I always say Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I know it has those horrible beginnings and, I, and, and it really is unfortunate. But uh, in the in the 300 plus years since, I think Thanksgiving has become a very inclusive and important holiday where we're thankful for uh, what we have, our friends, our family, and uh, I include you Word Balloon listeners in my friends and family. And thank you very much for your attention, for your patronage, and uh, support, truly. I I couldn't do it without you, and uh, it really means a lot. God, you know, 13-plus years of doing Word Balloon and uh, nothing but wonderful conversations. I, uh, I really appreciate it, not only with creators, but when I meet uh, the listeners in person or I get nice emails. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for the support and uh, the fact that you like what I do. And don't worry, I'm going to keep on doing it. Today's Word Balloon is brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Again, I tip my hat to you, League. I tip my cowl to you at Batman Form. Thank you very much for your support through Patreon. Uh, Word Balloon is at patreon.com slash wordballoon. Or to get to that uh, page, you can also click on the ad, the Patreon ad, at the front page of WordBalloon.com. But truly, thank you for your support, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also brought to you by Aftershock Comics. As I said, it's Christmas season. This is a great time to take advantage and uh, buy some great Aftershock books for the comic book reader in your life and turn them on to a new series or a new graphic novel, Witch Hammer. Aftershock's first original graphic novel from Cullen Bunn and Dalibor Talajic is in comic shops December 19th. Also, Baby Teeth Year One from Donnie Cates and Gary Brown, the first 10 issues of the series collected in a hardcover. That comes out December 5th. And uh, you may want to check out Pestilence from Frank Terry and Oleg Akunov. Now, the first trade is already available. You can make that a great Christmas present. And then in early January, trade two will be coming out. You can get those kinds of things. You can get The Art of Jim Starlin, a wonderful art book that uh, Jim released in Aftershock, has represented now for the current audience. Tremendous books, great genres by your favorite creators at Aftershock Comics. Check out full story descriptions, preview pages, and the diamond codes on these books to order through your local shop at AftershockComics.com. Thanks again for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great holiday weekend. More great word balloon coming in the days ahead. Be sure to stay tuned. And you know, obviously, with Stan's passing, I have a feeling we'll be talking to more creators who had their Stan Lee moment. And I have a feeling those uh, will be uh, talked about right here on Word Balloon. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyrighted feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2018.